Hello, everyone. Sorry, I'm still figuring out this, this audio mixer stuff. Mike, Max, Zeke, welcome. It's Drop Frames. I'm already mixing up Max and Mike. I told you I was going to do this. I wanted you to say Max there. Gassy. I was going to say, Max, fix the goddamn mixer. But I, it, anyways. Co's out this week. He's doing family stuff. He'll be back uh, the 6th when we return. There's no show next week. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. A lot of people are probably wondering who the hell is Mike Menton and why does he have a CMOZ next to his name? You want to explain well, who you are? Question. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's start there, Mike. Who are you and what is a CMOZ? Is that a cool slang yeah. Zoomer term? What's so, going on? <laughs> it's a it's a made up title, probably is the short answer. And uh, the, the the lore here is my job at Twitch is to help streamers make money. Um, I have a, a good friend and peer, Tom Borelli, who is the chief product officer responsible for all the other features besides making money. So in this, uh, came up with chief monetization officer. Now, Rachel is our CMO. Rachel Delphin is our chief marketing officer. So I didn't want to have there be any confusion. So we added the little Z for monetization. There you go. Nice and sweet. I like how the voice elevated at the top too. It's like we're a kid's show and we're, we're speaking to children. It's great. It's great. I love the voice inflection. Uh, yeah, for people that don't understand corporate America and how that all works, Mike's uh, at the top of Twitch, and he handles, like you just said, all the monetization. So if you see ads, it's his fault. Just get angry at him. You can tweet at him. His Twitter's right there. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. Let's just get that out of the way right out of the gate. He loves angry tweets, right, Mike? You love getting those just nonstop. <laughs> I, I do enjoy the conversation with the community, especially when I can provide clarity. Very well and handled. Explain yes. why things are the way they are. Man, you PR'd the shit out of that. That was the conversation <laughs> with the community. You bastard. What? This guy. This guy. And the next Twitch executive we're having on, all of them, they all canceled? All of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about, I'm about okay. to get the text from the. Never mind. From PR that's just like, what are you doing? We didn't agree to this. Starting off hot. So it's not on the pre-approved list to tell people to attack him on Twitter. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Let's uh where where should we begin? I, I guess, you know, coming off of TwitchCon, let's talk about the response to that. I think there was uh, a handful of like viral clips. Uh one of them happened at Twitch, uh, specifically like the Jake and Bake clip where I think he came out of a meeting with um with Dan, the president of Twitch, and saying that uh, you know he he was just depressed at the state of uh, the state of the the platform in general, and I I felt like that was somewhat echoed by a, a handful of partners uh, after the TwitchCon. What what are your kind of thoughts on the post TwitchCon community sentiment, and and how do you feel about uh, you know where we're at right now? Yeah, it's uh, first of all very clear. There's there's the range of emotions from people that left feeling very upset. Um, about not just TwitchCon, but where Twitch is as a service and where we're headed and, and really a lot of fear and uncertainty about that. Also, honestly, there was a fair amount of people that left with excitement, excitement about the future and meeting their community, which is always the biggest moment, certainly at Twitch is for streamers to meet with their, their um, meet with their actual fans, et cetera. So it, it, it's a it's a mixed bag, and I, but I don't want to you know sit here and say that I'm not seeing a lot of upset streamers. And you know, part of what we're doing here as a company, you know, I, the way I think about Twitch sometimes, um, you know, it's it's in a bit of an adolescence, if you will, and going through some growing pains as as companies do. 
but uh, you know, overall, I know I'm excited. I left TwitchCon energized, and I really appreciated the opportunity to talk to streamers face to face, sometimes in small rooms, sometimes in large settings, and that's always awesome as a leader. And uh, Zeke and and Mike, <laughs> aka Max, feel free to jump in whenever. Uh, with this, we don't have any. Uh, there's no pre-approved questions or anything, so that's to the right, community. Right. Just jump in whenever. Um, yeah, I, we, me and Zeke didn't go, and so you know, in terms of what elevates to the top, it's the the negativity, right, on social media and whatnot. Um, guess Mexican, you were there. You were you were yeah. at TwitchCon, uh, and I know mm -hmm. you had like a pretty positive experience coming out of it. I actually messaged you, and we we talked a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, I think I'm kind of. Uh the opposite of what the sentiment was mainly on Twitter. I wasn't on Twitter very much by the nature of just being at the con, you know, when, when I was there in San Diego, I remember you messaging me like, Hey, how is it, you know, from somebody that's actually there? Cause it seems like it's shit. I'm like, no, that's fine. From a con perspective, like, like Mike said, I mean, there's a range of emotions and, and also everybody's con is not the same. Um, for, uh, for the experience there for me, like like Mike said, it's it's always going to be a positive thing to to one see colleagues and see friends and be able to actually you know talk amongst each other, um and and hang out in a in a setting that's not just cooped up you know in our house doing our normal grind and all that and then obviously meeting viewers and fans, um people that are there just excited to be there um and I think that was very very palpable that was there still uh stronger than ever. This is Mike. I mean, you can, you can confirm this. This is your guys' biggest TwitchCon by any metric, right? Uh, as far as I understand, I, I believe that's true. Yeah, in terms of attendance numbers and just so much excitement. And you know, you oh. mentioned that meeting colleagues, you know, streamers. Like, like one of my favorite moments, walking into the partner party. I guess Thursday night, maybe. And uh, Tim Mac, who we did a panel years ago in Long Beach, I think, and we're talking about monetization. Anyway, I walked in the room and he's like, he was looking for me. He's like, hey. How you doing? I kind of was wondering how things were going since you know the announcement, the news, and but it's those moments where you reconnect that are just super powerful because you know yeah. I, we didn't get into my background, but I've been at Twitch now for about six and a half years and focused on monetization the entire time. And you do build those relationships, you have those opportunities to continue the conversation. Max and I were talking in the pre-show. You know, saw him in New York this summer, saw him again at TwitchCon here a couple weeks ago. So it's always just huge opportunity and an amazing experience to reconnect like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but to summarize, like the con itself is going to be different for every single person. For me, it was, it was a positive experience, but I can understand from people that didn't attend and just saw, you know, like the, the keynotes, the closings, you know, ceremonies and all the stuff, the things that were announced and or lack of announcement or lack of thing, addressment of, of certain issues that are hot button and people want answers to, I can see how people would be frustrated for it, but, the con itself was fun uh, for somebody that was actually there. That's just from my perspective. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also important to speak to chat real quick. Uh, I should have done this at the very, very uh, outset of the show, but uh, Mike's in charge of monetization, not moderation, <laughs> not content, <laughs> none of that. So we're going to be talking strictly monetization and kind of sentiment and all that stuff. Uh, all the other stuff, uh, that's for a different uh, staff member that we may or may not have on in the future. Really depends on how this this goes. So behave, okay? It's on you. Well, chat. I was, I was actually, I was commending Mike, and I commend any any executive or any any employee of Twitch who comes on our show and talks about this stuff because then then like people's uh, anger or ire or whatever have a face. Like I've been friends with DJ Wheat for a very long time, and man, 
people knew like one person that worked at Twitch. So like, yeah. Hey, what's the deal with ads? Like, I'm not even in that part of the game, yeah. dude. Like, what the fuck? You know? I know so, he, he bore that responsibility for a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> thanks for so thanks for coming on, first of all. Um, and we were again we before the show we were talking about this and I was wondering this. Uh and I even wrote, I wrote it down so it's gonna sound a little robotic, but you ready? For a while now, there's been a disconnected feeling between the Twitch company and streamers and viewers. Um, can you talk about that from an executive standpoint? Like, what's what's yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we see it and 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 certainly appreciate it, and and it has been you know one of the things when we set out our company priorities at the beginning of the year, end of last year, was really trying to figure out ways to get more out in the community as leaders and engage directly. And that, you know, you're starting to see some of that through what we did at TwitchCon, Partner Summit, et cetera, is just, you know, get out there. But it's not just us. It's not just us as leaders and execs. I think sometimes what's lost is Twitch, the company, is Twitch, the community. And like even on my teams, I, I have six or seven partnered streamers and not like partnered like haha zero CPM and I, they got it for free, like actually ground their way up to partner. And, you know, many, many affiliates and everybody's consuming and watching Twitch. And so we're very, very connected to the community, not just as leaders, but through our teams who are actually the community as well. When you go to our, our company, All Hands, like the same questions that are being asked on Twitter, being asked, you know, in forums like this, even roundtables behind the scenes are being asked in our company All Hands because people care. They care about what we're doing and they want, you know, to really ensure that we're doing the best we can to, to you know, plot a course forward that that is community friendly and for, for community first, really. Do you think that sentiment, the, the idea of community first is, is um, how do I say it without sounding too much of an asshole? Is it lowered at the top? Like is, is that idea of like community comes first and like the idea of streaming and what streaming is and like what the content on the platform is. The higher you go at Twitch, is that is that knowledge lowered? I guess is what I'm asking. You know, I, I, I don't, my, you know, my opinion is no, and, and and because as a senior leader at Twitch and knowing my peers, you know, I think we, we have a pretty good eye on what's going on. We're, I think sometimes what's confusing is like, do we have some secret mission? Like, do we have some plot to, you know, like, you know, the gaming versus non-gaming versus whatever debate or whatever, and like, you know, like what we become as a, as a service and what content is here, like, we're watching, we're not like, necessarily you know driving it we're in similar boat as the community in terms of watching the attention economy really everything that's going on for creators and sometimes you look at twitch twitch is only a small part of a very big ecosystem right and our role in that has changed a lot but and i think we're all watching not just twitch but we're also watching what's happening uh in the in the entire ecosystem yeah i mean that that's a great jumping off point like 10 years ago when this started it was twitch that was kind of it. There was, you know, a bunch of other like fledging live streaming services that if you go and ask someone today what those are, they probably wouldn't be able to tell you. Ustream uh, <laughs> being own, one of them. Own 3D. Yeah, and Own 3D uh, as well. That that went through its phases. Uh, think, own 3D gave us clips, though. So I guess they're not uh, to be forgotten too quick, right? We got clips because of them here on Twitch. Um, but yeah, like looking at the, the greater ecosystem, do you see... Like, for example, YouTube, is that a giant competitor? Is that someone within the industry to, you know, look at, see what they're doing, see what makes sense and, and take things that are working for them and bring them over to, to Twitch as a platform? Like, how do you, 
how do you see competition, I guess, for Twitch and, and how do you utilize that uh, for the betterment of Twitch? Yeah, I, first of all, I think like, I'm sure all of you here, I know you all have YouTube channels. So <laughs> this idea that yeah. somehow, you know, you're, you're Twitch only or, or that we're not part of, a, as I said, a bigger ecosystem is, is, is not how we think about it. We do, you know, really focus on the needs of streamers and the needs of our community. We are not competitor focused. And I think you'd hear that from, um, you know, anybody, if you, if you look at the broader Amazon company, Amazon would say the same thing, you know, focus on competitors. We focus on the needs of our customers. Um, we watch and look what's going on. You know, I think there are lessons that you can learn when you see things that are done, you know, in an interesting way. I, I'll give you a good example. Like I've had streamers for years tell me, um, uh, Super Chat, you know, works really well for them. And you compare that to say our bits product and our bits product works really well for some streamers works really well for some community members but can also be very confusing and complicated but they serve kind of similar purposes and ways for the community to support acknowledge applaud um their you know creators but the mechanics are different so as you've seen some of our recent experiments we're trying to make cheering simpler uh in that it can form a similar function in terms of that acknowledgement that support the recognition for the viewer but not perhaps have some of the complexity of the current uh, bits and sharing product. Right. Which was actually my first product at Twitch. Bits was your first product? Yeah, I had joined. So my background, um, I, I was at Amazon when Twitch got acquired. I've been a video gamer my entire life. So I love video gaming, but I'm like, Amazon spent a billion dollars on what? What's a Twitch? No <laughs> idea really what, <laughs> what it was. And I watched the interview as Mike Frazzini, head of Amazon Game Studios at the time. And Emmett did a little, uh, like, that was the first thing, you know, getting to know know Twitch. Yeah. Anyway, I owned a bunch of technology at Amazon, back-end digital stuff. Twitch started coming to me. Like, we want to do this bits thing, and we need help because we know that you can help us sell stuff on the Internet. I'm like, okay, well, I'm happy to help. I think gaming's great. I think Twitch is awesome. Um, but that led to me, about three months later, early in 2016, uh, jumped across and became a, a member of the Twitch team. We launched bits in... Uh, I think it was June 2016. Uh, Bobby Scar Newman, uh, Pete yeah. Champ was the product think, manager on that. I think we and, had Bobby on uh, when that launched. I want to say we talked yeah. to him here on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby and I worked very closely together. And then we launched uh, um, Twitch Prime, a lot of the underlying account linking and some of those. So when we built Bits, we were building some of the things that helped launch Twitch Prime later. And then that amazing game store. Remember the game store everybody wanted? Third place to buy games and distribute and all that good stuff? Um, that was all kind of intertwined together, and my teams had had built all that. And at the end of the day, what came out of it, fortunately, was uh, Bits, which has been amazing for the community, and then uh, the Twitch Prime, now Prime Gaming, in terms of that. Benefit. Got it. Um, you brought up like <laughs> you brought up every all of us have a YouTube channel. And that's true. Um, I don't want one, uh, honestly. <laughs> like, I really, I'd really rather not like have one, but like. I, I want to know, it, like, as far as a monetization effort, like, is is there any future, like, that I can see from here where I don't have to have YouTube, that I can have, like, a, a VOD system that I can monetize on Twitch? You know, we we uh, have asked ourselves this question time and time again. And, and really, at the end of the day, what we know we're really good at is live, interactive, community focused, like building communities live, that's, that's what we do well. And yeah, to, okay. you know, focus on 
trying to build a VOD platform um, would be a distraction to our core mission. And so you have not seen us really, other than serving the needs of streamers on Twitch, which is largely um, people want to catch up, you know, they missed a show. They want to be able to make sure that they can catch up with what's going on in the community, serving that use case, time shifting, you have, you know, viewers around the world. And sometimes you may be streaming at a time that isn't good for them. So very focused on solving those problems, but not so much in terms of being a, a uh, large VOD platform. I get it. It sucks, but I get it. I understand. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I you know, it, I'm one for, I, I love analogies. It's like, uh, someone going to the theater and going like, why don't you guys film this? You know, like I get it, <laughs> but I, I, I just, I, I'd rather have my, like, you know, selfishly, I want my stuff all in one place where I can, you know, make, make money. I don't, I don't, it, it's, it's a hassle to drive other, to drive people to other websites, you know? Well, and to the extent we can help reduce that hassle, you know, so the idea that, you know, we, we may have a role to play. And I think Tom's talked some about this and reducing some of that toil in terms of thinking about how do I take my live broadcast? How does that become a, a produced, you know, bod of, of, of the highlights or some, you know, shorter compilation of what you want to get out there in terms of your content using shorts or TikTok, using, you know, whatever reels, whatever you may use. And so I, I think there's certainly a lot we can do to help reduce exactly what you're saying, which is the, the overhead of managing all that content in all those different places. Sure. Yeah. M making it easier, I guess, to get your Twitch content on other platforms is, is kind of that, that happened with the, uh, the most recent, I forget the actual entity of the, the product or what it was called, but seeing like chat link to streams afterwards to be able to pick out the like points to throw those on TikTok or throw those on YouTube shorts or whatever. Um, I know yeah. I utilize that. And I know that there was third party programs that, that already did that. And so to see like Twitch take it and, and bake it into the actual product in the back end makes a lot of sense. And so that was probably Tom, not necessarily you. So shout out to Tom for, for handling that in his <laughs> team. Um, Max, anything you want to throw in here? We've been kind of dominating the space so far. Listen, I'm I'm just a uh, I'm a filler here. I'm a guest. Uh, okay, no, I'll no. jump in when when most of the stuff you guys are already covering, which a lot of the stuff too that you guys are talking about, I've already talked about with Mike before. Not that I shouldn't bring it up, but you know, you guys are hitting a lot of the, the things that that it was said before, specifically about the the video uh, question from from Zeke. Like yeah. that was that was something that came up in you know roundtable discussions at TwitchCon. Um, and while it's always what we'd like, you know, to 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 keep a, a you know VOD stuff on there and have the ability to monetize it, it makes sense from their perspective to not focus on something and taking on a, a competitor that's very good at doing that VOD content, you know, um, and focus in that. So I work for Twitch, by the way. I'm just uh, doing a little. <laughs> it's, you're highlighting. If we could do it, Zeke, of course we would, you know. But uh, it's just one of those things we want to focus in on what we're good at, which we think is streaming, right. uh, live streaming <laughs> community, you know, uh, VOD is well, just an extra thing that we understand is uh, in the, in the market. The, but. the main reason why I, why I asked question, asked that question is because like, it's like, I, I was here when Twitch became Twitch, you know, when I when Justin TV made the transition or, you know, Twitch came out of Justin TV or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like, I was lucky enough to be here at the ground floor and I, you know, had a, had time to, you know, build up an audience when there wasn't like, it wasn't overly saturated. Like everybody, you know, is streaming on Twitch, yada, yada, yada. So like, yeah. I have like a base here where YouTube, when, by the time I, I like started putting like 
VODs and highlights and all that kind of shit on YouTube. Like it's, it was a thing for, I don't know, a hundred years. So it, breaking in, like I'm trying to break in to YouTube still after, you know, six, seven years, eight years of, you know, posting VODs. I still haven't had like a big like video or anything like that that has, you know, brought a ton of people to my YouTube. And that's why I want it on Twitch because I'm already broken here. I already broke in you sure. know, to Twitch. Yeah. Like I already, you know, I have a base here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Good luck. I do. Good luck. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, I do have uh, another, another, another question that I, that I wrote down because I wanted to get it right. Um, and it's something that I, uh, in my channel, uh, I've tried to like convey the idea um, that Twitch is like, they're not money robots that work at Twitch, you know, like they're people, they're human beings. Um, and uh, they are also uh, a company that is employed, like they, Amazon owns Twitch, but it's not like a, a an e like an equal thing so my question is we know that amazon owns twitch but i think there's a lot of misconceptions about how that relationship works can you describe it in a clear way so we understand the give and take between the two companies i.e why does twitch pay amazon for servers bandwidth etc yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's a common question and and you know a lot of misconceptions go with that as well and the thing i would offer here is, you know, think of Amazon as a collection of companies, right? It's a very large collection of companies, it turns out, one of the world's largest, um, and things like Amazon Web Services. And the way that, uh, you know, to think about Twitch in that world is we are one Amazon company and we are expected to, as leaders, run the business in a way that makes sense. Now, good news, Amazon thinks long-term, so there isn't, there's never short-term thinking in terms of how we make decisions, how we think about the future. But as an Amazon company, independent, we are expected to create a business that, you know, makes sense, is sustainable, is viable, works for the long term. Um, and that's no different than Amazon Web Services or advertising or retail or, uh, you know, Alexa, et cetera. So it's just think of us as a business that happens to be owned by another business. Sorry, I keep looking up, not for the answer, but just because I'm trying to think about a good way to answer your question of simply. Um, yeah. And, that's the best I can do. Is it is it more like because the way I see it, and I, I mean, obviously you're here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I see it is like an employer employee kind of a relationship. It's if my employee is not performing, I will ask them to perform better, or there will be consequences. You know, big, small, whatever. Is that like a fair assessment or not? I, I don't. I wouldn't think of it that way. I would think of it more as investors is probably the better way to think about it. And think about us too yeah. in the broader ecosystem. Like we are really, as a company, not it's not just the P and L that matters here. It's a it's an incredibly interesting audience, right? You think about Amazon as the largest growing advertising business, uh, or fastest growing. Sorry, not largest, but like no secret, we're a big part of their advertising strategy. If you read the investor reports, et cetera, you know, Twitch is often talked about in the context of helping Amazon grow the advertising business. So we're uniquely valuable in terms of not just the, the raw nuts and bolts of the business, but also in terms of Amazon's future and that long-term thinking that I mentioned. But I would think of it not so much as like, they're our manager and, you know, they're, they're beating us up as employees, but think about it more as, you know, they're investing in, in the long term and, and want to make sure that this all makes sense for them and us. 
I think one of the other things kind of Zeke touched on a little bit with this, with this question, I'll ask it, uh, I guess more directly. And, and you answered this for the most part at, at TwitchCon, but I think it's worth answering again. Um, and it might be the exact same answer. So if people have already heard this, I apologize. Um, when Dan's statement came out, uh, the president of Twitch and the, talking about the 50, 50 split and, you know, what it costs to run, uh, streams and, and what that costs Twitch, uh, he utilized a bunch of numbers, um, that Amazon charges you guys to feed video to the greater world. Um, people looked at that. They went and did, you know, their own research, looked at numbers, came to the conclusion that that was all bullshit. And those numbers were, you know, whatever they have their own opinions on the numbers. Uh, can you talk to that at all? Talk about, you know, where those numbers came from and, and your thoughts on it. Yeah. I, um, so the part of the blog post that was talking about, you know, why not 70, 30 for everybody, uh, was a lot of, uh, basically my writing, if you will. So I was very, very, very involved in terms of how we tried it and what I was trying to do. Um, so a, in terms of doing the math. I did the math. What came out in the blog post, unfortunately, was understated. We also used the 200 number, which was unfortunate. It was a consequence of copywriting as we went through the process. It didn't get caught. When I actually did the model, I used 160 hours just trying to use something that I felt like was um, a little more reasonable for a month, if you will. Anyway, long story short, the, the numbers you know, were understated. And actually, there were some people that noticed that and called it out um, on, on Twitter and that saying, hey, actually, that number's wrong. It's actually much higher. Uh, I, the, and the insight here actually came from the community, uh, several times over the years, the various streamers have considered options and looked at like, why don't I just build my own streaming service and actually use the, did the same math I did to say, how much would it actually cost to do that? And they're like, Ooh, wow. Let's see. How many subs do I need? How many ads do I need to run? I need some sponsors. Like that doesn't work. So the community's also done the math. So what I tried to do when I was trying to explain why not 70, 30 for everybody is try to provide some context on how expensive it is. Now I get it. The community is immediately like, you're lying. No, you don't actually pay those numbers. And I'm like, well, that's not the point. The point is whether it's discounted 10%, 30%, 40%, it's really super expensive to distribute live streaming and, you know, video around the internet, low latency, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, it didn't, it wasn't as effective as I had hoped in trying to connect people with the reality of what, you know, the service in terms of some of the costs. And that's only the live video part of it ignores, you know, everything else in terms of the business, but uh, anyway, of course, we don't exactly pay the public rates. It's an internal accounting, blah, 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 blah. But the idea that it, that bandwidth around the internet is free because Amazon is, you know, has AWS is not ac also accurate. So somewhere in the middle, I guess the truth lies. Sure. Okay. In terms of, I mean, you mentioned the split Zeke, I was going to move on to that. If you, I saw you open in the, the, the map, did you have a question directly to, to what Mike just said? No, no, I was, I was going to open and then I, I got my answer and I okay. okay, got it. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> got it. Uh, let's, let's talk the, the 50, 50 split. Um, I think as creators, the three of us have our own thoughts on it. Uh, initially being probably negative. Um, I think in a lot of ways I look at that and, and not looking for commentary on this from you and you probably couldn't even say so to begin with, but I look at it as like there was no more bargaining chips for the top streamers. And so if everyone's going back to 50, 50, the 70, 30 split is something that you can offer those people for, you know, longer term contracts. And this is the 1% of the 1%, um, kind of starting a new baseline for the rest of the site, as well as fulfilling the idea that 
it will help Twitch, you know, generate revenue, generate profit, um, was kind of the big decision there. I guess the question is, is that, was it kind of the glaring elephant in the room in terms of like, well, we always can go to do that. We can always go back and go 50, 50. Let's try a bunch of other things first. And if it doesn't work and we can't figure it out, we can go back to that. Is, is that correct? Is that, am I looking at it in the right way or is that completely off base? I think that, that what we've said and, and what we're trying to do here is we, we had in uh, a, I don't know how to explain it. We had, we hadn't, we had a inconsistency in how we were treating streamers. And we knew about this. I could actually, as going through and as I went through this, and we've, we've been working on this for years, literally years, trying to figure out, like we've created a problem for ourselves, honestly, by allowing access to the 70-30 in a way that um, wasn't long-term thinking, wasn't consistent, all the things that we've said in the blog posts and various forums. And so what we wanted to really do, because 50-50 has been the foundation for the subscription product. And again, I, I try to, I'm not trying to distract everybody and say, oh, well, remember Prime, but Prime is a cost, going back to that Amazon relationship where Amazon's spending a lot of money in that Prime benefit. And when you add that in, there's a Prime benefit. Cheering is certainly not 50-50. Um, some of the things you've seen us do recently with elevated chat are not 50-50. So I think there's, we're, we continue to focus specifically on the subscription piece of it. Um, what we, and in the context of that decision about the, what we announced in the blog post, what we were trying to get at was, how do we solve this for the long term and still leave open the possibility of, of different outcomes? But we couldn't do anything if we didn't solve for the long term issue we had with the way that it was administered previously. Emmett said this in New York at the Partner Summit. When we think about it, and so this idea of like, well, we could maybe do it if we said, you know, streamers above this size. But you, you, what we ran into with that was we don't think that size should necessarily drive the rev share. We really want rev shares to be consistent for all streamers of all sizes. The larger you are, what we'd like to see you do, hopefully, is try some ads because the bigger you are, the better ads work. And so that was the other thing that was going on here is realizing that incentivizing large streamer on subs is actually not best for streamers, not best for us either, because really, what we want to get to is that agreement that ads will work. Now, don't be wrong. Not everybody loves ads. I get it. You got to deal with a lot of um, viewers that don't love ads either. And so the, the you know, ads aren't always a great answer. But um, for streamers that can make ads work and run ads at good times, ads tend to be a really, really good way to make money if you're a larger streamer versus increasing the sub share. Right. And I think is the three. And you of did see us. Let me. Sorry, I should have connected the dots there too. And you did see us invest a lot in the ad structure. And so, you know, if you look at it, we we could have potentially invested in increasing the sub share for a larger population. But actually, in the interest of all streamers, investing in the ad rev share. Um, and not to say those are a one for one exchange. I don't want anybody running away saying, "Oh, Twitch, you know, could have gave us subs and instead gave us ads." But when you when you consider like. The, the trade-offs between the two, what we're looking at is saying there's more upside for all of us, you and us, if we're able to get streamers to value ads. And that's largely happening now as a consequence of paying you guys a lot more for ads. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think all three of us were, you know, the past two years, uh, we all signed different contracts to kind of change the narrative of ads on the platform, uh, as well as a bunch of other creators did. And, and from my point of view, it was pretty effective, right? Like 
a lot of streamers will say, all right, we're going to run ads. Large majority of their community will be like, oh, God, got to watch more ads. Some parts of those communities will be like, yes, give us ads, run ads. Please, I want to watch ads. We need to give you money. I can't subscribe. Let's watch ads. Um, so, like, the narrative has changed a little bit. For the greater part of the the platform, though, I mean, I have an emote that countdowns ads of 80, one of 80, right? So, like, there's a pretty negative tone regarding ads on the platform. Um, and in general, ads on the internet, the greater internet, have always been a bane, right? It's a, a worldwide phenomenon where people got out of cable to come and watch things that didn't have ads, right? It started with piracy, all that blah, 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 blah. And now it's kind of coming back full circle. So with all that said, are ads like, is it the end all be all of, of Twitch? Are ads going to always be present? Will they change at all in the future? That's kind of a, a bigger question, I guess. But if a viewer hates ads, what do you say to that? At at the at the risk of at the risk of of whispering it and it disappears, turbo. Sure, yeah, turbo. The like the, is the is, word. is there a path for that? <laughs> yeah, like is there a path to yeah. make it like, yeah, ad free experience? Just you know, like for like to pay for it. Yeah, so I think the way we think about or I think about like the future of ads, like there's a limit to how much interruptive full screen takeover video advertising that. Twitch can support. So, you know, you're not going to get to, I think somebody was joking earlier about 59 minutes of ads and one minute of content, better make that minute of content really good, right? Get in yeah. and around the ads. So clearly there's a limit. Now, where exactly that is, we'll figure that out together over the next couple of years. But um, what we really, really want to invest in are spending a lot of time on these days. And you've heard me talk about it in various forums. Like, I think the, the display ads in the stream, um, you know, very low trade-off in terms of viewer experience. Uh, now, you have to have a lot more of them, unfortunately, to, to equal a video ad in terms of the, the money that you can make off of it. But, you know, you'll see us uh, continue to work on that product, get more display ads for streamers, increase the revenue from display ads in addition to video ads. And then sponsorships is the other thing. You guys all have amazing sponsorships. I'm not trying to get in the way of, of your sponsors, but I do think there's an opportunity for us uh, to create more value around sponsorships, help you make more money with the sponsors you have today. And then for other streamers that maybe aren't as large and still haven't quite figured out the sponsor landscape, doesn't have agents, et cetera, that we can help bring more sponsorships to streamers. Because I think at the end of the day, we had a better balance of interrupted video ads, well-placed, well-timed, um, combined with less interrupted display ads, and a fair amount of you know, sponsorship opportunities where it's you know, a more authentic, organic content. I think that would be a good balance versus 59 minutes of video ads. I, I noticed you got through that. I, I'm going to circle back to what Zeke said. Does Twitch hate Twitch Turbo? I feel like I never <laughs> see it promoted, never talked about. Like It, it is like this yeah. weird thing that just, I, from my point of view and a lot of Zeke's as well, I think we joke about it all the time here mm -hmm. on the show. Twitch feels, it, I feel like they it doesn't exist. <laughs> right? Like it's this, it's this well, secret thing that people yeah. have found. There's like, Oh, you should get, you should get Twitch turbo. Then they like get slid a card to get into some yeah. secret back room. <laughs> yeah. It's like those secret, like secret menu items on like, like at in and out or whatever. Like you have to order it a special <laughs> way and you can get the Twitch turbo. Yeah. But like, it's not on the written menu. <laughs> yeah. So what, yeah, what's look, going on with turbo? Let me, let me bring you back. Uh, or sorry, thank you for bringing me back to that point because I, <laughs> I forgot to talk about Turbo. And we also know that many many viewers are just going to want to buy their way out of ads and say, "I don't want to be interrupted. 
and that's cool. And we don't advertise Turbo today. We, it is fairly buried. Um, the people that use it tend to be our longest uh, tenured viewers in many cases that did find the secret menu <laughs> link to where it's located. Uh, we are working on a, a new uh, iteration of, of that. Um, you know, when, when you go back, it's funny, the community has long memories. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Turbo kind of went to the wayside when, uh, remember Twitch Prime used to have an ad-free benefit across the entire site. I think that that was removed in 2018. Uh, and every time we talk about anything today, any product announcement, I will always see at least one response of a viewer that is still angry about us removing the global ad-free benefit from Prime <laughs> in 2018. Um, but so, the, but the point is, we know we need something that makes sense, and whether it's connected with Prime or not, I don't know. Um, but we know we need an offering that, um, because if you're going to run ads, you need to have an out, and a channel sub isn't the best out, right? Because if a viewer doesn't like ads, and you know they're consuming many channels, what they really want is no ads, not 15 channel subs, as an example. Mm. And that's you know going back again and, and going back to the 50, 50, 70, 30 conversation. You know, unfortunately, part of the cost of a channel sub isn't the ad-free benefit. And that's also kind of lost in there and, and maybe a decision, you know, if we were to rewind six, seven, eight years ago, we probably would have thought about that differently and not having that connection in that way. Because I, I think it's, we need a Twitch premium offering of some form that includes ad-free. We're working on it. I don't have anything to announce today, but it is a priority for my, my teams. It's not going away, is it? I saw that immediate pop up in chat. Like, great, you guys just fucked us, right? Don't ask him that, JP. Don't ask him that. Santa Claus no, is real. To be clear, the turbo that exists today, we don't have any plans to remove until we have another version of turbo that okay. is, you know, not called turbo. Probably, we're not going to call it Turbo Two, um, but we do want to reimagine what turbo is. Reimagine the benefit to streamers. Um, think about a way that it makes sense for you, that it makes sense for us, makes sense for viewers. And we're, as I said, we're actively working on it. Um, we're not removing turbo as it exists today until we have that. Got it. Okay. Is it, a, tell me if this is a stupid idea. If in chat, this is, to, I'm sure you get this stuff all the time internally. Uh, but if turbo offered the type of deal where you could select streamers, a, a set number, whatever it is, you, you mentioned how people don't want to sub to multiple streamers, right? If Turbo offered a thing where it's like, all right, for these X amount of streamers, I won't get ads because I have Turbo, uh, but we'll still, you know, uh, fill ads or whatever. Is that something that that you could potentially see uh, or that you guys have thought about in terms of how the, the, the product could change? Yeah, there's a there's a range of options there and thinking about how do you package it in a way that, you know, makes sense and, and rewards the streamers that, you know, where the uh, offering is, uh, you know, like, for example, if I buy turbo and 90% of my time is watching JP's channel, then JP should true. benefit, you know, uh, a fair amount of that, uh, turbo subscription. So it's, there's a range of options here and trying to figure out, um, how to create something that is exciting for streamers that gets, you know, and doesn't feel like a loss, if you will, in terms of, um, the trade-off here. And, and again, as a win, for viewers and whether it's a, a some form of a like some certain number of channels or you know i don't know exactly like i said 
we're, we're looking at all a range of options here and actually we may reach back out to you and get some more ideas because well according I, I to chat you don't want my the... ideas so don't don't listen to me on that one yeah i, I just got mini canceled in my own chat it's very so. it's a very interesting okay. uh, idea you got there jp let's let's talk more about that jp we want to keep you a part of the conversation don't don't say that you want me to be a part of the uh conversation there mike not good not a good look <laughs> Jesus. This is how it goes uh, in terms of being uh, public and, and having ideas pop into your head. Sometimes you just shouldn't do it. Uh, what, what, I'm trying to think. Turbo is kind of one thing I wanted to hit on. Um, I know we're already over time. It was supposed to be 30 minutes, so I want to be uh, aware of that. But I do want to talk about the ads incentive program. Um, it seems like on the 15th of every month, it becomes the top, like, do you dread the 15th uh, at this point or around then, like two or three days plus or minus? Because it just becomes the center of conversation every single time. Uh, yeah. how, how does that, like, what What are your thoughts on that? What does that look like internally? <laughs> there, there's some truth to what you said about, like, knowing when the offers are dropping. And because I, I didn't really, you know, I know we drop them about the same time every month, but I don't think I fully appreciated when they dropped until my Twitter blew up with, a whole bunch of upset people about their offers and, sure. and every month because so many more streamers are participating the volume is increasing on the uh you know some of the reactions to why is my offer the way you know in terms of how many minutes are in it or how many hours of broadcasting or how much money is coming out and it's been a journey for us in terms of you know trying to figure out how do you how do you, you know, try to accurately forecast? Because there's a couple moving pieces here, and let me try to unpack this a little bit and what the Ed Incentive Program is doing. Um, we had done for years a manual thing where we told streamers, run some more ads, especially during the holidays. We'll pay you a little more money, right? Effectively, or a lot more money in some cases. And, and I know, you know, some of you may have taken advantage of that over the years. And so we're trying to figure out how do we do this in a way that doesn't require, you know, a whole bunch of paperwork and people going back and forth. At the same time, um, you know, we really wanted to get everybody to a 55% net rev share, and which effectively was doubling or more the payout for ads for most streamers. Now, it varies because of CPMs and countries and viewership and like ads just makes your head hurt sometimes. But, but the point is we wanted to pay you a lot more for ads. And the ads incentive program was about connecting a longer term outcome with consistent ad running. Because if I told you you're going to make 14 cents for running an ad break as a streamer, you're probably not going to run very many ad breaks. But if I told you over a month, if you were consistently running two to three minutes of ads and you didn't have pre-rolls, let's use th three minute threshold, you run three minutes of ads, you know, 80% of your hours, and I'll pay you effectively equivalent of three to four subs, even as a very small streamer, like, okay, that, that starts to make sense for me, right? And as a, the larger you are, and it turns into hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars, then it's like, oh, wow, well, I should take a chance on ads because it will really increase my take-home pay and, more importantly, allow me to continue doing what I want to be doing as a streamer. But the guarantee is, is, a, is too rigid for us right now. And what I've said and what the team has said is what we really want to get to, and especially for a larger streamer who's having a good DM with um, uh, streamers, like, he didn't care about the guarantee. He just wants to know how much he's going to make. And, and I think if you see us, you know, in the future, what we really want to do is just pay you 55% net rev share for every ad you run while continuing to tell you how much money you're going to make at the end of the month. So that you, you to try to, um, uh, let's see, get out of the rigidity, if you will, and just say, okay, so it's, you're two weeks in, you've been running three minutes of ads an hour. 
you've been doing pretty well, you're going to make X dollars at the end of the month. And it, oh, by the way, if you run 30 seconds more, you'll make X more dollars. Or if you run a little less and you, know, you all take breaks, you all have things going on because this is the other thing that's come up, you know, quite often. It's like, hey, last month, you know, I, I actually took a vacation and first vacation I had in, you know, three years. And now my offer is low. <laughs> you know, I, I, that was you yeah. actually. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't so, the offer was low. It was that the hour streamed were five hours. Ah. Right. right. And that uh, that's when I've averaged 160 to 200 for two years straight, took a month, like a literal month off, didn't stream. And so the algorithm was like, oh, well, maybe we can get them to stream five hours the next month. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so, in, and there's a million, you know, a million or so monetizing streamers and many have all kinds of cases like yours. Sure. And so it's very hard to get the offers to be good in a way that, you know, is, is, we're always striving for accuracy because we want to, to hit that 55% net target. So uh, after the new year, you'll see us uh, like it's Q4 um, right now. We have the most ad. We're not going to make any huge changes as we go through Q4. Now we are going to make some adjustments to the minutes because we did realize that we were driving the minutes up really fast. And so streamers didn't understand that you take the top offer. And then the next month, you know, you got two, three more minutes going up there. And it's like, you, what do you guys want from me? Like I, you're driving me to seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. I got, I, I was good at four. Like, <laughs> how did I get to ten? Yeah, right. So we got to fix yeah. that. And there's some streamers. What we really want to do too is like, hey, you know what? I've been running four or five minutes ads. It kind of, it's a little bit much. I want to go back down to three. And we didn't really have that offer either. So we're um, in the next offer cycle. We're going to fix that problem and and give a, a a range of options that don't that hopefully don't. Um, result in streamers feeling like they're on a treadmill and more that they actually can make choices that are good for them that have a range from going down to a slight increase to staying the same is i'm glad I'm, i just want to say i'm glad no, you ahead. touched on that because that was one of my biggest concerns and i think i even mentioned it at uh the, the round table that we had at, at um twitchcon was that it seemed like from our perspective as streamers there's this trend of constantly trending upwards you know the more you accept an ad incentive the next one they're like great yeah. they they accept this so we're going to have the increased amount of hours that you have to stream for this go up and then also the amount of minutes also go up enticing people with you know greater uh compensation for that and in my mind it just would lead to this unhealthy standard of how many hours then is acceptable to stream just to pay the bills especially if people compensate and shift, you know, how they stream and their lifestyle, uh, whether it be just thinking bills and stuff that they realize that they think they can pay now that they have this ad incentive. And then the biggest worry is that after getting, you know, both our viewers and us used to streaming these hours and running these ads, then Twitch goes, okay, ads is going to stay. And now that everybody's viewers and, and communities are used to ads, tough, you know what I mean? So I guess, I guess, thank you for addressing, you know, that, 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 needed to change in terms of uh constantly having the minutes and, and everything every metric in the ad incentive program go upwards to an unhealthy part but also speaking to the future of it in that way uh, obviously ads aren't going anywhere but the adjustment of the program i guess to to make it healthier for the streamer and the viewers alike yeah exactly and and you know i know we've we've made some offers 190 hours etc and like people are like oh my god like what are you doing you're incentivizing and, you know, what you guys do, I get it. It's a grind. And I don't certainly, you know, to the extent we're making it worse for you all, that is, you know, something I'm sorry. I don't, that's not what we're intending to do here. We want you guys to be able to have a good balance of content creation and everything else you want to do. The, the you know, I explain this and, and it's hard to explain sometimes, but 
Um, if we were to give you less hours broadcast, so first of all, the hours broadcast is based on previous behavior, as we discussed. And oftentimes streamers are like, this is way more than I stream. And then I go look at the numbers and I, you know, I don't want to call them out in public. I'm like, well, you actually streamed, you know, 30 more hours than that last month. And the hour month before that, it was X. And so a lot of streamers don't even appreciate how much they're actually streaming. <laughs> but all that being said. Wait, um, streamers don't I, look I do... at their stats? Come on now, Mike. What are you saying? <laughs> You're but, out of control. But the point here. is we are not helping by putting out those high offer high hour offers now the reality is you'll make more money even if you don't like if i use this example on twitter like if you if i made you an offer for 160 and you streamed 170 you'd lose upside because you get paid at the cpm rate not the 55% net rate if i made you an offer for 190 and you streamed 170 you're going to get paid um like the 170 as a as a you know whatever ratio of that 190 i but you know i get it it's it's not not ideal and in the future um as i said we're going to go to a model that's more based on your current reality how much you're streaming now how much you've streamed you know month to date and not put it now will it be a guarantee mechanic you know we're going to test i don't know how important i've had different feedback from streamers as to the importance of the guarantee versus a prediction and that's one of the biggest debates we're having as a team is do I need to guarantee it or do I just need to really pay you 55% period and predict how much you'll make? And and I think our bet is more on the latter, which is to say, just keep it simple, which was the original intention, 55% net and predict how much you'll make. So that's what we're working toward. Now, will there be a role for guarantees? Probably, because I do think it's a powerful mechanic to get people to take a chance on ads, especially in the beginning. Like, You've never run ads before, you know, should I run ads? Is it really going to be worth it? I think it's a powerful mechanic then. But once you're established, and especially once you've been running ads, you don't need a guarantee. What you need is to get paid as much money as possible and to understand how much money you're going to get, as well as the trade-off. That's the other thing we've said, too, is like there is a viewership impact, of course, to some extent. And the more that you're running well-timed ad breaks, and we have a role in that. Like right now, many of you are running ads on timers, not great. It's funny, we did the viewer level ads experiment a couple of years ago, and like we ran ads on timers and the community rioted. And now we've given you a tool and you're running ads on timers. And yeah. um, not uh, the same amount of rioting. Yeah, I've got 11 minutes on mine. Could... <laughs> <laughs> or actually, no, no, no. Ads should be running right now as you're saying that automatically. <laughs> So that's yeah, pretty funny. That would be priceless. <laughs> four minutes, I think, four I think that's what's minutes. happening right now. <laughs> One and a half minutes. I hope so. I think, I, think, that. <laughs> I think universally across the board, we all agree that that is a horrible system and needs to go in terms of giving uh, broadcasters the ability and their moderators, if, if given you know that responsibility, um, the yeah. ability to run better placed ads. Because I think that's the huge thing that, spoke, speaking to what JP said earlier, is that a lot of communities... No ads are a reality of, of trying to keep a platform viable and, and pay the bills, as it were, and know that it benefits the streamer that they're watching, you know, to help run these ads, especially if they don't have the ability to, you know, support in other ways, subs, you know, tips, whatever you want to talk, you know, call it. So being able to have that ad experience, not just jump in when, you know, pivotal moments are happening in stream and there's a break happening and, and we're able to not have to worry about this timer, you know, it's, it's just a... Yeah. Uh, a thing that I'm sure you agree and we all agree on that is, uh, is good, but I'm just saying it so that way you can be like, yes, this is bad. <laughs> can, can I ask in terms of it publicly <laughs> in, in terms of it? Actually, yes, it's bad. <laughs> well, being on a timer also, yay. Uh, in terms of it being on like an hourly timer, was that because people were just not running ads that agreed to run ads? Is, is that the reason for that occurring is 
people just weren't doing what they agreed to do? It, it, I don't know if it's so much from a compliance perspective as it's just hard to remember to run ads consistently. Like sure. If you're just running it on a button. And so the, the, the idea was, hey, we'll prompt you and then you can adjust, right? And, and the idea is like, if we were talking, it's funny, I see an ad running. Oh, yeah, the they're, they're running amazing. right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess I'm talking to your subscribers and some turbo users. <laughs> um, but <laughs> And people in VOD on YouTube, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. And anyway, the idea was that the ads, you know, the timer would be a trigger, but the ad breaks would be adjusted. And then the reality that we found out um, was streamers are busy and most of them aren't even in the dashboard when, when they're streaming, right? They're in OBS right. or in their tools. And so they're not even aware. Actually, I actually had a streamer's like, why don't you just give me a private chat message and tell me the ad break is coming? Because I have, usually have no idea. So one of the most immediate things we're solving is how can we help streamers understand that there's an ad break coming so that if they want to adjust the timing, they can. And I think Max said it earlier, it's like, it just shouldn't have to be the streamer. You can trust your mods potentially to adjust ad breaks. And oh, by the way, if one community member knows the ad breaks at a bad time, then why not let a viewer snooze an ad break? And if, you know, some number of viewers are snoozing an ad break, then move it for everybody. And so there's a lot of intelligence we can do to help make, you know, ad breaks better placed. And then the other point is like, you know, we've looked at chat signals. We've done some amount of screen recognition, like a loading screen is a, or a loading screen or an end of match timer. Uh, you know, people that are playing, you know, whatever, Tarkov, uh, you know, Battle Royale type things, uh, whatever, Call of Duty. Like, like yeah. if you see a score screen, like run an ad break. It's totally a great time to run an ad break. So there's a lot more that we can do to help you guys place the ad breaks better. But that's the key to it in terms of retaining viewers. Because nobody wants to miss out, like everybody is now in this ad break, on an important moment in the stream. Right. On the flip side of that. Having, you know, that that ability of the viewers to not only snooze an ad break, perhaps suggest ad break time for when there's an obvious lull that's happening that so if the moderators aren't present and the broadcaster is is away from their, you know, their computer, having the viewers have the ability to do that, you know, at the very least, just be like, hey, this might be a good time, you know, using that system for it as well. Totally. Yeah, because your viewers will help. They want to help because they they don't don't have the ability to pay and want to support. And, you know, I've, I've seen it, you know, the other idea I've seen a lot of is like, Hey, I'm a subscriber, but I don't mind watching some ad breaks. If I know it's going to help the streamer. How can I, you know, opt into that as an example? Yeah. Are we off? It looks like we're off the ad break now. <laughs> I think we are. Back. Yeah. Let's move on topics quick. Let's not talk about and that's this the most important thing. And I'm so glad we talked about that guys. I just that's can't great. believe that Zeke said he run, he wanted to run 15 minutes of ads an hour on his channel. Like it's crazy to me that uh, that's just so much ad Zeke. Like some people are just, just about the dollar JP. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a shame. Jokes on you. I don't have timed ads on my channel. <laughs> that's true. You're not a member of the, uh, the AIP. Ads incentive. Dude, it was a tough resist, though. I'll say, like, I, I tweeted out a joke tweet about, like, this people is took my you ad serious, incentive. though. Because I, I know they yeah. did. I, I'm getting really good at MS Paint, by the way. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> Putting I a was, negative just, there in front of the the offer. Yeah. I just, I just cropped a, a, a stupid thing and I put a negative, like, dollar sign in front of it. And I made a joke and people were like, what? And, the, you know, some people didn't get it. The people who did get it thought it was funny. But, uh, the offer I did get, which I didn't like tweet out, uh, was pretty good. It was good, but it's also like, I have no control over that. Mm. And that's like, I run ads regularly. I run three minutes of ads every two hours. And I've done that for eight years now. Um, run them at the beginning, every two hours and one at the end. And 
like I, I i was like okay can i can i make this work for my channel it's like how many times can i fucking snooze this not enough god damn and that's <laughs> the thing like like i i i want like i want my bag you know for for being a good ad runner you know being a regular ad runner. you want a gold star from mike every but month? <laughs> i don't get my bag i don't get that bag because uh i control the ads and uh there's no like two hour option um go ahead yeah, more, more flexibility you, is key. Let me ask you, Zeke, as somebody that has been a good ad runner and doing that and stuff, and you said you don't get your bag, have you, without saying specific numbers, is it worth it for you to, to run these ads? Like, uh, do you get a good financial boost from it where it's significant yeah. to keep running them? It's, it's yes, it's not, it's not near like what the, the incentives, I'm sure, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's not near the ad incentive program, like what they would give you, but it's, it's a good chunk of money every month. Mm -hmm. uh and it's also like it's healthy for me like to get up every right. two hours to, to have, to stretch my legs ads, and yeah. use the bathroom and you know that kind of stuff because sitting for eight hours at a stretch without ever moving your legs is bad for you so like it's not only good for like money but it's also good for me health wise you know yeah that's the reason why i asked that uh is just because i've always been of the mindset where okay i will run ads and i've always been uh, transparent with my viewers like I will run ads eventually you know I won't do it until Twitch pays me what they should pay me for running ads regularly on my stream because I feel like that that also not to you know not to say you're doing it wrong or anything like that Zeke but from my perspective I'm like I'm not going to get my my viewers and play along with the ad game that that you know Twitch wants me to do unless I'm being fairly compensated for it and I feel like if I'm already running ads why would they compensate me you know, why would they incentivize me if I'm already doing the job they want me to do? Right. So that's just where I've attacked it from. Well, and, and we're getting close. We're 30 minutes over, by the way. So, Mike, thank you for I staying. I know. Yeah, I'm trying to be concise and thank you know, you for just staying. get in some points. We'll do, we'll do like final questions. My, my final question is like, is, is the future, like, will the offer always exist for the ads incentive program? Or, you know, you, you see these like, one of the things that happens on the 15th of every month, which we were talking about, is streamers will tweet out their offers, right? These, and you're seeing a lot of some of the ones that go, you know, viral are the like $45,000 offer uh, for someone with like eight to 10,000 viewers. Um, and I haven't really seen, at least I haven't, I don't know if they exist, they might, you, you might have seen uh, some streamers that are averaging more viewers than that uh, and tweet out their offers. Is that number in that offer going to always remain? Or is that something that's the now and, and you don't know if that stuff is going to stick around six months from now? Uh, where, you know, someone's going to get an, an additional 45 grand to run X minutes of ads per hour. Yeah, I, we are going to continue to evolve the program. The idea that we will tell streamers that if you... Um, uh, manage this level of ad load or ad experience on your channel that you will earn this much money, I think is a strong mechanic. So I, I think the point I was trying to make is like, how much of that is important for us to predict and to give you more flexibility through the month and adjust it. And so you always know where you're going to end up mm. versus the very rigid guarantee mechanic. I think the guarantee mechanic has some trade-offs that are not amazing. And so what I really want to get to is I really just want to pay you 55% net for every ad impression that gets delivered on your channel. I want to help you understand how much money you can make at certain ad loads over time. I want you to trust us to recommend the best ad load for you. And so as we continue to work on the program, you know, 
there will be changes as we evolve and learn and have these type of conversations with streamers. But I do think that that, that really core mechanic of here's how much I'll make next month if I run ads. It's a function of our understanding of how much audience you're likely to have, how many ads we're likely to get. Like we don't talk about that part of it often, but like that changes month to month, changes you know in economic cycles right yeah. now. Certainly yeah. advertisers, pretty well known, um, are not spending as much money. So we're going to continue to evolve, but I think that core mechanic of an offer and that idea has, has worked really well for streamers. Yeah, had, what's the plan for educating uh, streamers on seasonal ad rates? <laughs> Because right? like November is going to be probably the biggest of the year if November, December. Right. And I think folks that have been around in the industry for a long time know that, but for newer folks, when they look at their offer, you know, four months from now and, and like the January, February, it's going to be lower. Right. So that there's going to be some sort of process learning on the streamer side which will probably come out as negativity and, and aggressiveness in the social media world. Like how, how do you work to educate that? Do you just, do you prep them ahead of time? Do you let them know how seasonal ads work? Uh, what, what's that look like from your end? Yeah, it, it's a, it's a great question. Fully appreciate the problem. I think part of it, good news, it's, it's less of a problem than it used to be. And, and that's a function of the partnership with Amazon. Like if you go back two, three, four years ago, on Twitch, like we had, you know, three times as many ads in November as we did in January. And that for at least many of our developed markets, and you gotta be careful here, because you, again, you're talking about a global audience. It yeah. doesn't hold true in every country and every place around the world. But in, at least for streamers that are mostly North American centric, it isn't in any way as varied as it used to be, because again, um, we're doing a much better job of having ads throughout the entire year, not just in Q4, um, which is creating a lot of that jarring experience. But I do think you're also right that there will be some difference between, you know, you know, not just quarters or whatever, but also uh, economic conditions, et cetera, where we have to help the viewers and streamers understand why the offers are what they are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, Max, I just had like a, a really like off the wall, like weird question, like uh -oh. what uh, lower third ads or whatever, whatever they're called, banner ads, banner ads uh, yeah. I don't like interrupt the screen you, you know like those fox ads with for like those uh, like episodes of shoving buddies and they're like yeah and there's like sitting back to back and you know mm -hmm. shit like that like is, does those work or do people not want to pay for those like ad ad companies do they do they not care about those uh they do they, 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 the 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 difference though is you know the rates are just uh, small percentages of what the rate is for a 30 second interrupted video ad okay um so you, you can you can do that stuff at scale. And what I mean by that is if you had a persistent banner underneath your video, and we were going to test this and see if streamers like this or not, you have a persistent rotating banner where you're delivering, I don't know, say 120 impressions an hour because you had 30 second exposure, et cetera. You know, you start to get at such a scale and then you got to ask yourself, can I get enough, can I sell enough ads to fill all that? And um, uh, I think Amazon can. Uh, it, it may make sense for you to take that option. Um, as opposed to, especially I think for um, streamers that are not, you know, what, what's the right way to say it? Like running ad breaks is hard. Maybe they're running content that doesn't lend itself well to, to well-timed ad breaks. It may be that a display ad is a good option. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that like, you have to have a lot of display ads to equal an interruptive 30 second video ad. That's just the economics of it. Yeah. Well, cause I've, I've seen, and I, I've brought this up before and I've seen a lot of people bring it up. Like, like, 
easy peasy just do the the bar at the bottom and i'm glad you said like because that was my like inkling was it wasn't enough like it's not the same uh that the the ad companies are willing to pay you so i'm glad you know you clarified that yeah yeah. Now, now the, the there's a there's a spectrum though, and there's some display ads you mentioned a lower third format, which you know is a more either in the background of the stream example or more real estate. So the more impact you have with the ad creative, certainly the the better or more advertisers will pay for it. So it, it's we're going to test you know a few different variations in terms of what the advertiser value prop is and what the CPMs are. And then again, try to figure out a way that this all makes sense for you and us and that, you know, maximizes your upside and we can actually, you know, deliver the ads and, and make our share as well. Yeah. The the unfortunate thing about ads, at least on a content on any content, is is the more annoyance, the better the money. Right? That's just yeah. kind of the foundation of ads. And and so it's it's uh it's always been true in, in any form of media. Uh and so now we're we're dealing with a first hand, which which it is what it is. But I think the more options, the better, right? From a viewer and, and streamer point of view, the more options that we have, and the more types of things that we can utilize, rather than just a full screen video ad, you know that that's right. that's king, that's paramount. Um, Max, any anything else? Any final questions here? Wrap it up. Um, not necessarily final questions. Basically, just thanking you again, Mike, for for talking with us. Um, like you know, you've had these conversations over and over, and it's not it's not always the most enjoyable, <laughs> but that that comes with the job, right? As you know. Um, I think for me, speaking just from my perspective, I appreciate that you guys have these conversations. Um, and I think much like what I said at at, at TwitchCon, um, I'm going to echo that here. Where being a long time uh, broadcaster on this site and somebody that's been here from the beginning like with Zeke and, and much with the JP and everything, we want to take a lot of the stuff that you guys say, uh, you know, and believe you, but it's just, it's hard coming from that perspective of being jaded and, and cynical and stuff from hearing a lot of the words, but lack of action. Um, so from our perspective, it's like, we appreciate you sitting down and talking with us, especially knowing that you've been around at Twitch for a while. It helps us, you know, uh, want to have the conversation specifically with someone like you. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just going forward. We just see how you guys handle education of things like ads, seasonal ads, all that stuff. Um, and, um, being more transparent and making it more readily available information for the changes that you guys make going forward. So it's, it's another one of those. We'll see what happens, what's actually actionable by you guys and, and, and what goes forward. But in either case, uh, I appreciate you talking with us at least, um, just so it clears up misinformation and, and clarifies for viewers and us and other broadcasters um, what your guys' intention is in terms of uh, monetization and going forward. I appreciate that, Max. And, and, and for my role in this, you know, and, and as I've said, I know Tom feels the same way as the other, the other half of the product experience on Twitch is, you know, we really want to help you guys understand why and what's behind the scenes, what our motivations are, what our thinking is. You know, I, I, it's easy to assume that we're disconnected, evil, um, and all those good things. And, you know, we are trying to make the best decisions we can and that, and none of these decisions are, are easy oftentimes in terms of the trade-offs and the trade-offs for either the business trade-offs for you. Um, and really, you know, I, 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 we fully appreciate all the work that you guys are doing to create content, build communities, keep people safe. And we know that we haven't always hit the mark in terms of doing everything we can to support that, help you make as much money, and more importantly, explain what we're doing and why. 
And so it is a commitment that we'll do that. And I hope to have more opportunities to come on shows like this and talk to you and partner summits and TwitchCon roundtables and whatever it may be in the future. Yep. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. One, one last question uh, that, that I don't know if you even have an answer for it, but um, <laughs> is there, because a, a, a lot of the problems that, uh, with the disconnect between Twitch, Twitch, the business and the viewers and streamers and stuff is the fact like the misinformation or they don't know anything or they're assuming things and that kind of stuff. Is there like something like some advice or some place we could go to like see, cause I love this like Frank, you know, open discussion like this. Like I I'm a more understanding person because I've gotten older and I've talked to people in business and shit like that. So I understand like a little bit better. I'm not an angsty teen, you know, shouting at the man for making money. Um, is there like a way that we could see the, the, the inner workings of Twitch? Like a, like if the Twitch blog is one thing, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty surface, but like, do you have a, like a place to go or, or plans for the future for more transparency and shit like that? You know, transparency, it's a, it's a, I, I, the idea of complete transparency is, is maybe aspirational. And, and the reality is as a publicly traded Amazon company, the level of detail that we can share is limited and that's, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality. So what we have to try to do is contextualize things in ways that are, um, you know, as community, uh, understandable as possible without getting into the literal details of exactly what the PL looks like because we simply can't do that um, and yeah. no public company can honestly it's just the reality of, of the expectations of shareholders etc 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 but that being said you know I do think that having a dialogue around you know the decisions and and what and why um, to the extent we can and as transparent in the thinking without necessarily these specific details, are what we hope to try to close the gap with in conversations like this. And, you know, really, we're Twitch. We're a live streaming and interactive video service. So the best way to talk to the community is exactly like this. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like, that's one of the things that I, I want to hear. I want to hear, like, <laughs> I can't tell you. Like, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Just say that. Just fucking come right out and say, I'm, I can't say that. I can't tell you this sure. exact, I can't tell you this because uh business reasons shareholder reasons stuff like that that's all i want to hear is like i understand i get that you know i get an nda i get like you know that kind of shit like i cannot say because of blank that's totally fine i just want more of that <laughs> yeah yeah uh shout out mary kish in the chat she was i think promoting patch notes which is a monthly show zeke uh that happens uh, i think yes. the last thursday of every month um and they've had mike was on uh with, with uh uh, Tom was was there at TwitchCon and they've been on in the past as well. Um, but yeah, look, look up the show called Patch Notes is is kind of a Twitch run show for, and this goes for viewers as well um, to check that out kind of on a monthly basis. But yeah, Mike, you're welcome on the show anytime to come and, and talk. I know we kept you 45 minutes over, so I appreciate that. Do you want to know the score of the game? Or are you already watching? <laughs> I'm not watching. Do you want to know the score? The score the, it's it's yeah. six three. The Lions are up. Yes. There you go. All right. <laughs> any, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Any, any final words, any comments, anything like that, Mike, before we wrap? Yeah. The last thing I'll say is, you know, you mentioned patch notes, a good example. And it's not just me, you know, there's a team of dozens of product managers that are working on all the details, whether it's the ads or subs or cheering, et cetera. 
um, patch notes that are often on those things. We I had like 50 people at TwitchCon. We're out there. We want to hear from streamers. We want to hear your feedback. Um, and I think there's a, a variance here in terms of the, the prop details and how we build them. You know, patch notes is a great place to understand some of the thinking there and to share your feedback on the why. You know, certainly that's going to be a different audience. And you know, whether it's Tom, uh, Doug, or, or uh, Chief Customer Officer Dan, you know, Emmett, you know. Sorry if I missed anybody, Twitch execs that I didn't call out. You know, these are good conversations where we can explain more of the why. So we want to cover all the bases. But the important thing I guess I want to leave you with is we're listening. We're really excited to continue the conversation. I know it's not always easy. I know sometimes we disappoint you, but we're continuing to try to figure out how to make this great for the long term. Great for you and and, and great as a long term for the next generation of streamers yet to come. Fantastic. Well, we'll wrap it there. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll go into the second half. Uh, shuffle Mike out here so he can go watch some football. <laughs> uh, and also shout out to uh, to your your handlers, your your PR team, because we kept you way too long. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you staying and okay. talking with us. Yeah, that's great. It's been uh, forty five well, minutes it after. A, so. It was a good dialogue, so I did. Of course, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more drop frames right after this. We'll see you guys then. Welcome back, everyone. Going to the second half here of Ye Old Drop Frames, the Boomer Edition. Oh, pretty well. Mike, I like Mike. Mike's good. He seems yeah. like a good one. Uh, I've yeah, always, yeah. I've always known of Mike through uh, my wife when she worked at Twitch, but never, never met him. Feels like uh, I feel a lot better about uh, <laughs> kind of ads moving forward. So, yeah, that was good. I'm glad he came on. I'm also glad he stayed 45 minutes after because uh, his handler. Yeah, I was... sent him another message. I'm like, thanks again for staying yeah, <laughs> for, for staying that I long. I feel really bad. The, the handler was like, uh, you're like 45 over, sir. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, little it's just nice to hear someone cares. You know, someone cares enough to like talk yeah. to, you know, on a live show, uh, talk to the viewers and shit. Not, not in a you know, in a, in a, you know, safer environment. Yeah. With, you know, constructive yeah. questions and stuff. I said that at the beginning, uh, but I just want to let you guys know, like, they totally were fine with, and like, all the things that I wanted to ask. Like, it wasn't like yeah. they yeah. they didn't edit any of the questions that I had, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we sent over, like, topics um we usually yeah. script out like i usually script out questions for everyone like we've done with with uh with phil uh spencer um and this one i we just did general topics it seemed to work out well we didn't really stray from them too far so thought it was good yeah thought it was good that was a pretty uh free flow and open conversation about amongst those topics that we had which isn't always the case with those discussions when you're talking to like an exec from whatever company or whatever you know um yeah so that was good um and like you said too, it's 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 nice talking to like longer tenured members of the executive level team or or Twitch employees in general because it's it's hard, like I mentioned at the end, to take a lot of the words that that some of the people in charge say seriously, uh, one yeah. without seeing any act, like stuff actually happen. But even less when you know that they're a new hire, relatively speaking, and you know they don't necessarily have the same investment uh, in stake in the company, uh, keeping it 
the way that Twitch has been, which is community and broadcaster focused and making sure that that broadcasters are, you know, come first and their concerns are heard. So talking with Mike, it feels a little bit more like that it is heard, you know, um, you know, that's what, what we can hope that, that those discussions actually go somewhere as opposed to just talking to somebody who's just there for PR, you know? Right. Right. For sure. Uh, we'll do a little housekeeping here. No episode next week. I'll be gone. Uh, actually, me and me and Max will be at the same thing. I don't want to say what it is, Max, just for whatever sake. But we'll be at the same thing next week. It's not any business related thing. We're just we're going, going to, to the Texas Petting Zoo. It happens once a year. It's very I'm very thing excited. this year. Yeah, yeah, very excited for the Texas Petting Zoo. Uh, <clears throat> I actually got invited this year. Is the password still Fidelio? I'm just. I think so. I think, yeah, I, I hope so. That's what I'm going to use. What are you doing? Don't publicly. Yeah, first rule. That's like, that's like the turbo of the petting zoo is what that is. You can't, <laughs> you can't share. God, I, didn't, I, I was so apprehensive about bringing that up to you. I'm like, it, Wait, but, which but is silly. Like, it's like, that's no, such no, a silly thing. Like, yeah. I know, it's also like, like when we're talking about like what the pros do is run ads at the beginning of their broadcast when people are still coming in. Yeah. Like, we never thought of that. You know, it's like they don't they know <laughs> Turbo was there. You know, they're not they're not like, you know, oblivious, like, oh shit, we forgot to get the turbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. that's still running? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mike just yeah, I we need to turn to it off. That. No, Jeff. It's like on the corporate it level, it's the corporate like, you know, company level of you forgetting that you have a subscription to this thing you no longer use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh so yeah, no, no show next week on the 30th. On the sixth. Uh, we'll all be back. Co is uh, out today. If you're just joining late or you skipped ahead in the VOD or whatever, he's, uh, he's doing some family stuff. He'll be back on the sixth as well. And I think for the full three hours, if not, I, I we haven't worked out exactly how long he'll be on the show, but, uh, shroud is going to be joining us for, I think his second time Zeke or third time DFPS God. It's I think it's second time. I think second. Yeah. 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 And we, That's we cool. talked to shroud pre mixer. Right, so like, poor Shroud. <laughs> poor Shroud is who we spoke to. So now we're going to be talking to Rich Shroud uh, and seeing how that goes. <laughs> we'll see what Actually, happens. Actually, we're going to be we're going to be talking through his PR manager. Yeah, right, to yeah. him. It's going to be a lot of paraphrasing. We, we actually we actually have to submit questions. Yeah, that one does um, have to be scripted. There's just too much money actually involved, gave us uh, and it's all on his side. All the money is on his side. We have none. Of that would be great if if you, if Shroud like leaned into that joke for some reason. You're like last time, you know, somebody comes through <laughs> mid broadcast, misses his face, and like moisturizes his hands. He just goes like this. He's like, yeah, what's you yeah, totally totally guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm expecting that. You got to take care of those hands, man. You do. He's a. You, you better know, have him insured. Expensive hands. Actually, Zeke, you yeah. remember this because I won't. We need to ask him if he has his hands insured. Okay, I'll, I'll mm. remember. I wonder. I I wouldn't be like do. Pro, I wonder. That's actually a great question for him. If it wouldn't, if he knows if, if pro, any pro I mean, gamers have their hands insured. <clears throat> Put that question down. <clears throat> he might okay. know. Yeah. People got to know. We've never really had like an esports person on the show as well. Maybe I should do that well, I'm, I'm sure like like that's a it's a it's something that's come up if you're a professional well, sure. or anything I don't, you know like yeah i mean wasn't I'm, there like the I whole kerfuffle about beckham's legs being insured for like 10 million each or something like that yeah something like that something like that. i was at various h1z1 invitationals and PUBG uh invitationals so i mean you guys if you wanted to talk to your, your a 
your hands pro uh in some level gamer i mean i can tell you what it's like at the very ass end of <laughs> the bottom the bottom of the barrel is yeah. that what you're saying yeah. Yeah. yeah no have you thought about ensuring your voice though uh max um i don't even know what intent who do i talk to i mean an insurance agent also no i have not thought about that <laughs> what does that even mean it's probably someone <laughs> like i i would think that's like a hollywood voice gets thing. fucked up i get paid out i, I what Yes, don't even... yes, exactly that. It's like having car insurance. Who if you, says yes an to accident, that? It's paid for. I don't know. People who hmm. put strenuous, like, people who make their money I'm off not of saying it's a bad idea. body part. No, I'm not saying it's a bad idea in general. Like, And people that do it, obviously, ensuring things that are important to your job and livelihood. But I just don't know how that works. Yeah. just It's like insuring your business. Like, if it burns down, then, you you know, <laughs> you, you don't insurance uh, I imagine out. it's not cheap so right now my insurance is just take care of my voice the way i have like if a random fucking hawk comes along and just claws out my vocal cords you know <laughs> that's something different are, are you worried uh, about that is that like top of mind for now you when I you're am. just walking now that I, I said it now that it's out there <laughs> you just like walk around in texas like <laughs> are you worried about the petting zoo next everywhere. weekend <laughs> Oh God! There's a hawk, JP. What do I do? This is really fun, you guys. He's why, why you, he, he, every time he leaves, every time he goes outside, he has put one of those fucking neck braces on. It's like, oh, this is. Uh, I have to. It's for animals sure. can know, be like... trained for anything. Are you kidding me? They're, the hawks are very intelligent. What if somebody has a very specific hit out on my vocal cords because they know it's how I earn a living, and it's it's even worse than killing me. Oh, you to watch my life crumble around me. You're giving your stalkers energy right now, Max. That's what you're Fuck. doing. Fuck. All right, I'm going to mute up for a second. You guys yeah. talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, Jesus. Cut later to the FBI interviewing Max's loved ones and families. Like, did he have any enemies? <laughs> you know? There's just a Anybody bird behind, harm? <laughs> behind jail cell. Just a falcon sitting there <laughs> looking at the camera. Caw! <laughs> a little bit of like blood. <laughs> this is getting way too graphic. Let's move forward. Oh, God. What's going on in the world of news? Did either of you follow this Bayonetta stuff? I loosely, like a little bit. By loosely, I mean hearing, seeing all the noise talking around it, but not actually knowing like the crux of what it was, but then getting the gist of probably what it was about. Yeah. yeah. It. It seems like it's internet outrage. All it's just like the core internet outrage. So to introduce it, correct me where I'm wrong. Cause I'm going to be, I didn't follow the story that closely. Uh, Bayonetta's original voice actress, uh, by the name of, uh, Helena Taylor or Helena Taylor, probably Helena, uh, put out a tweet, uh, and a video, uh, where she claims that platinum only offered her $4,000 total to voice the role and she was asking fans to boycott the game so that went giga viral i think like the 15th so last weekend maybe and then it like came out uh that the people started like going after um uh oh god i'm blanking max mass effect voice actress help what's her name jennifer hale yeah people started going after jennifer hale because she is now the current voice actress for bayonetta and she put out a statement that said, like, hey, I can't talk about this because the NDAs, please respect, blah, blah, blah. And then it eventually came out through, like, Jason Schreier and some different reporters that she wasn't fully truthful with the whole situation and that it was actually, like, 
$5 for multiple sessions and it totaled around like 15 grand or something, which still kind of low, I think. I mean, I don't know like voice rates, but for that, yeah. For that high profile of a of a character that you're voicing, and and if you're recognized as the uh, <laughs> as the voice of that, that's I would say that's probably pretty low. Um, yeah, it seems low to me, but I'm not in the voice acting world, uh, and and mm-hmm. I don't think either of you two are. But yeah, uh, basically, it came out that she was not lying. since that hawk ripped out my vocal cords. <laughs> you gotta watch out for them. They're yeah. crazy. <laughs> They're crazy. And then they're uh, training hawks right now to rip out her vocal cords. By that's the way. right. Just, that's my right. industry contacts tell me that they're. <laughs> I just love how quick it was, just off the dome. It's like, did you have a dream about that, Max, or something? Like, <laughs> no, I just have a very weird brain. Things always go so weird when fast. I'm on the show. You guys know this. Yeah. Look, everyone knows that's Mercer's worst nightmare is a hawk. <laughs> he hates them. Yeah. He doesn't talk about it much, but he fucking hates hawks. He just has a burning pet, like hatred. <laughs> Ask him about it. I hope, please ask That's me why about Matt it. Mercer doesn't play Falf anymore, because that disc, whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and then Platinum put out a statement that basically said, like, yeah, we're not going to talk about any of this. Thanks for talking about it. And now it's over? Now I guess it's, like, done from uh, my point all, of view? Uh, leave Jen Hale alone. Yeah, oh, yeah, and also leave Jen Jennifer Hale alone. Yeah, stop, stop bothering her, you crazy people. Um, yeah. And that's, like, it like it i the whole thing has just seemed a little bit silly to me uh in retrospect i think i think speaking of the rates again it's like if you're as as far as i understand because i don't play the bayonetta series and all that stuff if she's the established voice of that character and this is obviously what bayonetta 3 they were talking about yeah yeah yeah. um you know as as you you are part of the, the the series like that something that's really popular and people are so attached to the iconic voice you would think that Obviously, the, the, the pay is going to go up over standard rates. It should, anyways. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know exactly like what she ended up getting paid, but yeah. Yeah. And when people, too, talk about, like, when they talk about uh, work, work hours and stuff for voice acting and stuff, it's so different for video games because this isn't just, like, your regular uh, sitting there like, okay, say this line? Sure. Yeah. They say the line. They say it however many times. They have to say it, you know, re-records happen all the time. Like there's a lot, it's super, super strenuous and, and, and can be super damaging depending on on what you're doing um, to your voice. Obviously. Yeah. That's still a lot of money, but specifically when you're talking about somebody who's the iconic voice of a series, you would expect them to probably pay a little bit more. So there's a little bit, you know, of, of like, Hey, yeah, maybe she should get paid more because she's been the iconic voice of this series for a long while, but I don't know anything about what she just what you know that that she lied or she misconstrued or broke into i don't know any details at all i'm just speaking strictly about uh that aspect of yeah. it. yeah immediately when i heard the, the this story come out and all that shit and i was like you know of course the gut reaction is to be like fuck them that sucks blah 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 and then then just like immediately afterwards like oh guess who's taking over jen hale and i'm like now that's fishy now because if they offered, you know, blank to pay the original voice actor, and then they get Jen Hale, who's arguably one of the most well-known and well-recognized voice actors. Yeah, she's A-list voice and acting. Shit, like, yeah. yeah. And then they go get her, like, there's no fucking way they, they lowballed that shit, you know? Like, yeah. so yeah. that was right immediately. I was like, that's fishy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it seems like she, like someone says, she's a misrepresented situation for outrage. 
So I don't know. It seemed like a mess all around. It did in general. Yeah. Um, People which is have, why I didn't really, I was like, that seems messy. I'm not going to look into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People in my chat are saying, uh, and I saw multiple people say this, not just one. It says, uh, she asked for six figures and residuals for about 20 hours of work. So mm. take that for. for so I would say probably the, the better way to go about that would be not asking for six figures uh, <laughs> and then keep and keep and keep the residuals. You know what I mean? Sure. Because yeah. like, like have a percentage, some, some negotiation there. I think that would probably be the better way of attacking that. Just speaking how I would, if I was in that scenario, you know, uh, as being like, Hey, I, 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 pre I, I should be better appreciated for doing this for a long while. Uh -huh. Still pay me the, the voice acting rate. That's fair. Maybe a little bit more on top, just as like a, Hey, we're keeping you here. We were, we, we appreciate you being a part of the series and then working out some sort of deal of like residuals or percentage of sales or something like that, because you're a part of the franchise long-term, but I don't know that I'd just be like hundred grand, do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because there is some realization of like, okay, yes, you're still working, but it's not like we're not asking you to record for like three weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Straight of, you know, it's yeah. not like a, like a, maybe like a Red Dead 2 scenario. You know what I mean? Where the lines that they must have recorded, those sessions must have been insane for how much uh, time you're in the booth. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the other thing that was brought up that I think, you know, no one's going to admit to this because it's, it's, you know, a shitty thing to do, but. I know of like not even this situation, but I know of people who have gotten like offers of less just to make them leave, you know. <laughs> so like, someone might like, like, yeah, d d like the people in the. I just I, I just made a made up a hypothetical fake situation where the, like the people in the in the sound booth are like, God, she's awful, right? Like God, like I hope they don't pay her like that much next time. Like Jeez. maybe if they offer her less money, she won't come back. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, I don't know any. I don't know any of these people from Adam, but yeah, like, that's that's a feasible situation where you know you don't want to outright fire them, so you offer them less money. Yep. We'll never know. And to be honest, we probably shouldn't have known any of this was happening. But that's you know they went public no, with it, yeah. and, and that's you got to see a little bit of the veil uh, removed from the the world of video games business. Show business is always fucking filthy, though. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's a dirty business. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of people getting uh, screwed, I guess that's the transition I'll go with. Comcast is killing G4 TV. It's done. It lasted a year. The CEO Dave Scott explained that the company's investments and efforts to revive the network just didn't gain traction. If you want to talk about being Screwed over a lot of the folks that were associated with G4 um, in terms of the creators and content creators that uh, were involved in the different series that they did. They all found out from Twitter when this went public. Uh, they didn't even nice. know ahead of time that it was happening. Yeah. So that's really Industry standard of uh, finding out Yeah, you don't have a job in the yeah. current age. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot actually... of people that it happened to. That exact same thing happened to me, uh, like uh, at a job that I had. I was working as a uh, a bar back and a and a DJ. I wouldn't say I'm a what was a real DJ. I played I played disc CDs at yeah. this bar, you know, for people to dance to and shit. And uh, I come in one day and they go, "The business is closed. Everyone's fired." And, and you just walk in, and you're like, 
say what now i'm supposed to work tonight they're like yeah we uh we sold the business and now no one has a job anymore <laughs> fuck you yeah yeah that's uh essentially what happened uh with gerard the completionist who responded to oreo 64's tweet who's a popular uh twitter account for for tweeting out news and things like that of the gaming world he responded and said hey this tweet is how i found out i lost my job how neat uh, that was about three minutes after Wario's tweet went live. I saw um, Austin Creed, who also does a bunch of stuff with G4. Uh, he was on a flight, and he bought wireless on the flight so that he could look at Twitter or something. That's how he found out uh, was during that flight. I think Golden Boy also found out. Uh, we've had him on the show before. He found out yeah. uh, via Twitter as well. I think he was in mid-negotiations or something, according to chat. That's what he was saying. He was trying to negotiate a new deal with Chief. So just seems like a fucking nightmare. Uh, that said, when you look at G4 and what they were trying to do, not that shocking that, uh, they not that yeah, that's the other side of it. It's like, there's friends that, that we have that like work there and stuff, uh, in the industry, but it's also from what I was seeing that they were doing with it. I was like, feels like you guys are trying to revive this thing that maybe shouldn't have been revived. I don't know. I think they were banking on a lot of people having nostalgia for G4 and, yeah. and rallying around it. But no, because G4, even when it was a thing, like we all watched it because it was a part of cable. You know what I mean? And right. It was like yeah. our way. The landscape has changed so much more. People are not getting their information and wanting to watch G4. You know, there's so many other better more concise, more direct, more specialized options for like the information that they want to get. It's not just like this, the typical landscape of, of just like, you know, old shows, G4 and X-Play and all that stuff. That era of like gaming news and, and shows is pretty much over. Yeah. Well, and, and like funniest part about all this, we're talking about how G4 kind of failed because no one was watching it a billion people in chat right now saying what the fuck is g4 <laughs> they just that's, don't yeah it's they like just don't know it's from a different I mean, era yeah it's a yeah. different time and like g while there's people that i'm sure we're interested in it's not as enough to 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 i'm sure satisfy the expectations that a company like comcast would want you know um putting See, putting the money behind it and computers used to be separate things like right we used to get our, our entertainment from one of them and our porn from the other one Mm -hmm. and now they're both the same thing there are still television shows and i'm sure you know what a television show is because of uh football probably probably football is still on television <laughs> yeah um, well they, they've got it on twitch now too for now yeah G, g4 is essentially twitch from 20 years ago or 15 years ago like most of the content that you watch on twitch today like this like three people talking about video games that's what G4 was trying to do 15 years ago. And they were pretty successful because there was no Twitch. There was no, like, video game reviews didn't have a personality attached to it. Um, they yeah. kind of, like, were part of that initial outset with people like Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler. Um, they started a lot Olivia Munn. Yeah, Olivia Munn as well. She was, That's she, was she, she started on Attack of the Show, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and so now with them, like essentially taking people from Twitch and trying to do the inverse of Twitch to television, but also Twitch to Twitch, like 
things got okay viewership, but when you have like 200 employees, you need like six digit viewership low on your bad shows and like multi hundred thousand on your, your high end to be able to like uh, facilitate uh, revenue for all those people uh, and, and paychecks for all those people. And they got like a couple thousand. Um, some, some of their like bigger shows when they would use bigger content creators would get like 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000. I, th- I think during uh, TwitchCon they did a, uh, a show with, the, with Austin show and Will Neff. I'm forgetting the name, but they had uh, a bunch of like Carl Jacobs and uh, Sanabi and all them. And they were like 40, 50,000. And even then you need that for like every show. Yeah. Name your price was the name of that show. You need that for like every show and maybe even more so than that to be able to pay out like 200 employees. So I'm not shocked to see it die. Um, it, it makes, makes total sense to me that it did. Um, and what I can't understand, what I can't fathom. And it, I mean, there's probably, you know, owning the name and, you know, whatever licensing rights, something like that, but why they didn't just like try and revive like shows from G4 onto other streaming sites, you know? Yeah. Cause if there was a weekly video game show on Netflix, I'd watch it. Yeah. But yeah. if it's on TV, I, I didn't even know. I, I like G4 died. I'm like, G4 was revived. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't, I, there was a bit too, where I didn't even know, I just saw people talking about it or, or people that were working on it. that were friends saying like, yeah, G4. I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't I had the same similar response. Yeah. It was on Twitch and that was it. It was on Twitch and TV. Whereas yep. like <clears throat> our generation and and the Zoomers, they don't watch TV. Like for the most part, yeah. they don't even have it like I have YouTube TV. That's how I watch TV. And even then that's oh. for like the Super Bowl. <laughs> right? Like, just to, just to clarify too. Thing. Was this did they put this back again on TV? Yes, it, it had its it own st- channel. It was on G4. They had their own channel. It didn't do well. Oh, okay. I, uh, I saw were some they numbers. streaming as well? Yes, they or... were doing it both. It was simulcast. Granted, the TV yeah, stuff was figured. edited down, and the, the Twitch okay. stuff was like full full live, I think is how they were handling full live. it. Um, I did see some, mm. some reports that they had like 1,000 people watching on TV. Like that was their numbers, which is wow. really low television standards that's like wow abysmally that's low crazy yeah so it's gone yeah it's gone d- different era that the numbers support that like we said thousand people watching on tv that's crazy low that's insane yeah. i guess probably saw that and it was like get him out to be honest the other thing too is most of the content creators that we're working with them will be fine they'll find jobs they have platforms that they already utilize of course yeah and get paid. It's, it's what sucks is the editors and the producers yeah. and the like everyone else the that was that facilitating the on the back end yes yeah. those people mm-hmm. lost their job and will now have to find a new one like those are the people that got everyone got screwed over but those people got especially screwed over um so yeah Hopefully the they last house it or, or, or apartment or whatever you lived in that had cable TV. Mm, yeah, I think, I think that house that, uh, that was in San Antonio had like, it, at least it had, it had the cable outs on the wall. Most houses, new houses don't have cable outs anymore unless you, you request it like the actual, no, I mean a cable that you paid for or whoever owned the house paid for. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, I, you can do that with almost any house these days 
right? Can't you just say, I want to get cable and they come and install it? No, 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 no. When was the last time you each individually lived in a house that that it had cable? You or someone else paid for cable, yeah. Uh, Early 2000s, probably. If if YouTube TV doesn't count, like early 2000s. I'm trying to remember. I'm sure I must have gotten cable at one point. You know what? I don't know if I did, honestly, even when I moved out, uh, like initially. I don't know if I did because it was... I was still like streaming and mainly concerned with just doing stuff online. Uh, and I don't know if it was like a, it may have happened. It might've been one of those things where it like was bundled with the internet and I was like, sure. But did I use it ever? Probably yeah. not really. My brother yeah. has like bundled TV with, uh, there's still a lot of people that have bundled TV, uh, with their internet they're older. Yeah. But the other thing in terms of 4k content, say- it's actually easier to get 4k content through like cable TV than it is. Uh, like streaming services because you have to play a pre- you have to pay a premium you gotta for that pay shit. the premium right yeah <clears throat> i think i think is how that works it's I all say 2005 was the last time that i had cable yeah i'm around there yeah we thought we were getting away from cable and paying for all this stuff we don't need all and we're right cable. back at it god damn it oh we pay more I remember these days, in order to yeah. get cable i had to get a fucking landline <laughs> that yeah. was so fucking stupid yeah because i live in, i mean i live in montana because and it's pretty much the same everywhere you go you know cable isps are the new cable company it's like a monopoly like one cable company and they like if you in order to get it like for a decent price you could get cable only but it was cheaper to get the bundle and get them get to the bundle, install yeah. a fucking landline yeah rather than just mm-hmm. get cable um do, you, do, you, do any of you guys have a landline right now no See, that's concerning, too. I don't either. Why is that concerning? What happens when everything goes to shit and the zombie apocalypse happens? I, the, I've got the, a the, hawk that can take people's... Network. You got a hawk? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. You got, does, it rip, does it rip throats out, too? I'm going to train it from now on. It's, I'm going to make some You got to train it to rip the throat out. You got to. Mercer better watch out. You want to hear just a random oh, vision I had? What's that? I had a random image Maybe with a hawk glove on and like holding. No, no, I had a random image in my head of someone watching our show who does art for Magic the Gathering cards or uh-huh. does like ideas. And he's like, oh, throat ripper hawk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a silencing card. It's like a counterspell card. It just takes the, takes the voice box right out. Yeah. All that goes. <laughs> oh, God. The telephone companies are barely maintaining the copper wire network. Most switch boxes are falling apart, and there's a ton of static on them. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's always just the, the thing that I have a uh, worry of, like, you know, like in this scenario, whatever apocalyptic or just emergency scenario where all cell signals messed up mm. and, and you can't connect and call anybody. Uh, communication like that, I guess, is scary. Because you're assuming in this scenario, too, that the Internet's also out. I also think that way in terms of like, what if things do go bad like that? And then you have no internet, you don't have the ability to stream anything. So I'm also kind of resupplying and stocking up on the shows that I really like. <laughs> oh, you're just always having stuff. <laughs> I bought the entire Star Trek uh, TNG on old DVDs because I'm like, bro, I need that. I need that for my sanity. <laughs> if things get bad, if I need to just kind of hunker down. Are you, are you becoming some... a prepper? Is that what's? Are you gonna Listen, like? I don't want to talk to you. Uh, we'll, we'll, if you want to, you want to get into it. We can. I got MREs. If we don't have, have, uh, have you thought day. about this? If we don't have 
cell phone, cable, landlines. How the fuck are you going to find power to watch DVDs? Generator, JP. Oh, you've got a generator. Oh, so you are fully committed to the prepper life. I don't want to talk about what I got. All right. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to let you know, these are things I've thought about. Okay. Um, worst right. comes to worst. We got, we got some neighbors that are willing to run in a big old hamster wheel, take you, shifts. You got a bunch of so, gas stored. Yeah. Again, I can't talk about what I have. <laughs> How very Ron Swanson of you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I got gold stashed or do I? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there in news? A lot of games coming out. We'll talk about those in just a sec. I'm just seeing if there's anything else we missed. I think that's kind of it. People are just playing video games. They're not really in the news too much. Is there anything that you guys know we missed and we haven't discussed? Zeke, anything? You know, you've been on the show. Max hasn't been here, so he doesn't know what we've talked about. Or even chat. It's true, I know. No, you honestly, you... uh uh, covered most of the shit that that I that I had heard of in my you know, the, the, like my chat tells me like, hey, did you hear about That's that? That's true. And yeah, I, I, you... I want to act interested in that shit, but more often than not, I'm just like, I don't care. It's I really just, don't care about it's all <laughs> that news stuff, story yeah. at all. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, it's a lot of drama stuff. Like people were mentioning the Rooster Teeth stuff that that happened. And, like that. I don't even know. Like, I I know they were in the news because I saw them trending, but I was like, yeah. I don't even know. Again, I know Cliff Notes, but still so ignorant where I don't even feel comfortable talking about it. I just know that it happened. Yeah. Comfortable talking about it in the sense that, like, I don't know enough about what happened specifically to actually make, you know, any sort of statement or opinion on it. I'd be reading an article right now to try to figure out what happened and then give an immediate opinion. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do that. That's not smart in the age of the internet. Zeke, you had no moment. I'm like, literally, my reaction was like, Ah, shit, more stuff with Rooster Teeth. That's not surprising, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This might be what you're talking about as far as, you know, upcoming games or whatever, but the Silent Hill uh, release stuff. Yeah. Did you, I didn't watch any of their reveal. Did either of you, are either of you like big Silent Hill or Silent Hill fans? I'm, I'm not, not huge, not but really. like the, what, what they, what they, I, uh, like just what the, the headlines gave us, I thought was, was pretty good. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty cool uh i like silent hill um it's not among like my my favorites because it's got a lot of like i i've only played the, like the older ones i guess <laughs> so it's, it's yeah it, it it holds a nostalgic place but not a, like a fun gameplay place in my heart because it's so like <laughs> it's so jank and slow and like all that shit. And it's like convoluted, like answers to things like, you know, like th- that whole resident evil silent Hill, like that whole like yeah. genre of games that were coming out all at the same time. Yeah. Just like, I can see why people loved it at the time, but now it's just, it's rough to go back sometimes. Yeah. I, I did see, uh, I'm prepping footage. Sorry. I did see when they were revealing this whole trailer, uh, here, they referred to this in their like promotional material as one of the greatest games of all time. Is Silent Hill regarded as one of the greatest games of all time? Is that is that a thing? I think I think it's kind of like the awards that happen on the like the like the Summer Games Fest or Game Awards. It's like and most anticipated game is what we paid for or what they paid for. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, Chad's saying Silent Hill 2 is up there. 
I've been muted saying, yeah, I don't know. but <laughs> Okay, thanks for that kind. As a horror game, no, it's not, I uh, get that. I just don't know, like, the of all time is a lot of time. <laughs> I would agree with, with, with what uh, my buddy Mutachi is saying in, in chat. It's iconic, but not the greatest. That's how I'd look at it. Like, definitely recognizable. It's definitely iconic. iconic. Series. That I can, I can get like, behind. Greatest of all time? No, I don't know about that. Yeah. 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 I think the only it one of on that you kind of that. ilk and generation that I would say is widely regarded as one of the best games of all time would be RE4. Like that's yeah, that's that, the one yes. of those yeah, that I could get more behind points that. to. Yeah. Yes, I would I would agree with that as well. Which also had a new trailer coming out. Uh but I will say this shit looks spooky as hell. I mean it looks like Silent Hill for me was there's like stages mm-hmm. of crazy horror games and like Resident Evil I could watch my brother play. We never rented Silent Hill because that was some truly demonic fucked up shit. <laughs> I could watch mm. and play it. So I've never actually seen uh, Silent Hill from start to finish apart from like maybe a speed run or something like that, um, which it, those aren't scary at all. In fact, they're usually more uh, comedic than anything. But graphically, this, I mean, looks great. Looks nice and, and yeah. terrifying. Those I are would, some I would check some it out. Right there. Somebody who never really played the, you know, Silent Hill much. Yeah. Uh, when is it? Sorry. When is this coming out? Or I don't know. This, uh, this was a teaser trailer. So I don't even know if we got anything around a date. We probably got a year. Uh, we'll okay. See here that's what end. I was asking. Like, this isn't something that's happening anytime soon. I only asked because it's specifically like spooky horror kind of stuff. And we're getting in. We're at the end of spooky month. So I don't know if it was like timed with Halloween release or something. So this is just something later on. This is much later on. Yeah. Yeah. Much later yeah. on. So there's Pyramid Head. That's yeah, now that's the iconic. pyramid head guy. That's iconic. That's, yeah, that's iconic. That's true. Yeah. According to the IGN article, I think it's there's Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2 remake, Silent Hill Town Townfall, yeah. uh, spinoff developed by No Code Studios. Oh, No Code, who did Stories Untold, which I absolutely love. Okay. Um, so that's I'm looking forward to that. That's right. Um, Silent Hill F is a spinoff series uh that's set in this uh six, 1960s japan mm-hmm. um silent hill ascension uh participants around the world that was like a live the characters oh okay okay oh basically uh, it says basically a let's play pokemon version of a new silent hill story <laughs> like what that didn't explain what? much to me <laughs> yeah yes it, it so in the promotional material for that it had like people chatting and saying like go left, oh, okay. go left, go left, and then I don't know how they're going to decide what to do, but it's a a choose your own adventure live thing, kind of like Pokemon plays uh, or Twitch plays Pokemon mm-hmm. rather. Yeah, I guess uh, movie. I think uh, so Return to Silent Hill movie. Christopher Gans, director of the first movie, the cinematic universe movie. of Silent Hill. They've made yeah. two of those, right? I think there's two movies, maybe three, or, or as we know it, the Shkew. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So that happened. That was the whole thing. There's, <laughs> there's also second, was like, oh, okay. Your well, derisive laugh is is like candy to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> also some RE4. I haven't watched this trailer, uh, but you guys mentioned RE4. They had a big uh, thing event a couple days ago. People apparently are very hyped for this uh, this remake. 
Oh, I saw an article or uh, something. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a, a, a GIF or like a clip from the game. Like, there's a part where uh, in the original game where you free a dog, yeah, from a bear trap or uh, something like that. And in the in the remake, they just straight up like you just you just come upon a dead dog. And up, it man. just it, it's not that like you know I it, it's a pixelated dog whatever yeah but like it just made me it begged the question like why <laughs> why would they yeah. change that yeah I don't know I don't it, it might we might be might pop edgier, up here soon. be more like yeah we did that yeah yeah I don't know I mean the, the, this might be a, a silly conversation to have in this day and age and and I'm probably. Uh, jumping on the bandwagon is anyone else tired of remakes and remasters and all this shit like i i'm i'm kind of over them <laughs> like i don't especially like the resident evil stuff yeah I, i'm kind of like um, that's all they've i mean resident evil 8 i guess but they're also just in like remake and remastered it's all the craze don't mind it. they're remake they're remastering horizon the first one you yeah. know no that five-year-old so game <laughs> When they when they take yeah when they take out I'm with JP with this in terms of like when when they're remastering stuff that's like pretty old and they're bringing it like to the new and it's like okay I can I can see how that that might work you know maybe I'll it's good for the people that are nostalgic for the series you know like say it's a ten year old game or even older that's cool for them to replay it yeah and revisit it with like adult eyes and stuff and then it also is appealing to somebody maybe like me who's haven't hasn't played these old games and i'm like you know what i missed that i get to experience it now with the new hotness of in the new engine and graphics and all that but like yeah when you're talking about their remaster, they're getting a little crazy remastering games that are only five years old like the fuck are you doing well and like, they, they said still modern they said like, the reason that they're remastering horizon is so that when the tv series i think it's a netflix series comes out it's so that those fans have the like a, a new refreshed way uh, version to play rather than like the PS4 version, I guess is what it is, which like from a business point of view, I get, but fuck man. Like it's getting to the point where it's just like Hollywood where it's all sequels and there's like very few new IP because sequels and I, this talk you're hearing this from someone who's like a giant fanboy of the Marvel stuff. That stuff makes money. And it's tried and tested. You'd have to have a show money. about Marvel in order to be a fanboy. It's true. I do. Tune in tomorrow. 1 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Couple of things. First, that dog thing I mentioned, hoax. Or not a hoax, but like a, a it was it was a different dog, different scene, something like that. So oh, that oh. has been dispelled. I apologize. Oh. Um, the uh, There's a difference between like the remake and the and a remaster. Because they're not like, you know. Oh, yeah. There's definitely the a remaster. The same thing. Yeah um they get jumbled together a lot but yeah, yeah there's a difference a remake means they're making the game like basically from scratch with you know the skeleton of the of the original game as a you know guide you know for making the game again yeah the remaster is like you know taking the exact same game and just like you know squirting some you know <laughs> giving it an irish bath like here's some <laughs> perfume and deodorant there you go get out there yeah um uh but also, also, when you asked that question, I, I loved it because you're like, are we remaking, remastering, blah, 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 too much? And everybody's like, like a whole flood of yeses, a few no's, but a, a whole flood of yeses. And then what I want to, what I want to tell those people or what I want to like, you know, call them out is like, 
You think it's too many remasters until it's a classic game that you loved. Getting oh, remastered. 100%. Yes, this stuff preys on, on uh, uh, I'm blanking completely on the term, but it, it, it preys on like the audience of old and nostalgia. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. It preys on nostalgia, 100%. Because um, if, if I can name four or five games right now, oh, if they remade that, I'd buy it 100%. And they're, they're remaking games that are like massive, massive, classics resident evil 4 we talked about being one of the games of all time right (laughs) so they know exactly what they're doing um it just feels like we're just getting so many more lately rather than just like brand new experiences but maybe just to say that's a that's that is what it is right it's that's that's how it is today because it's easier to make anyone else when you see like a streamer or like say just right now uh, JP, when that video ended, I look at all of the related stuff and I'm like, what have you been watching? Because YouTube's about to yeah. tell me what, <laughs> like, what have you been watching. Dude, you know, here's the really, let me tell you the really scary one is watching TikTok on public speakers with like a significant other or someone near. Because that, like, this algorithm is like kind of strong. TikTok picks up on your fucking voice, man. So it'll show you shit that like you've said, like, or you've talked about just around your phone. That's, that's mm-hmm. living life dangerously there. The other thing too, is there's so many, uh, uh, vocal cues or, or audio cues to the type of content that you're going to get on TikTok uh, when it comes to just like the music that people constantly use for that type, whatever type of content, uh, that specific thing. So if someone hears that, like, what was that? What would that just show? What was that type deal? So I'm right there with you, Max. Also, there's my, mm-hmm. my, what do you call this? End card. I don't know what you even call this on YouTube. Suggested videos. Suggested. Yeah. 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 A lot of guilty gear. We got Sneeko is pissed. pissed right now. Who's Sneeko? Damn, he's so pissed. I don't know. Oh, we got a hundred percent. We got a little gamer, gamer nexus here, right there. Ooh. Final Fantasy stuff. Cool. Max is in there. He's he's living that algorithm. Old Maximilian. <laughs> Whoa, long. Yeah. Anyways, I'm right there with yeah. you. Cool remasters and, that are really classic and old. I'm not so keen on the ones that are like, like we said, like Horizon stuff that doesn't need a remaster. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was gonna bring that up. Like, what what's the time limit? What? How many years? How many years before you 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 go? Okay. That's it, fine. It's, you can it's, it's tough when, now too because when the, the hardware the of, is no longer easily accessible. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that's that'd when be a remaster makes without... sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's hard yes, to ask yeah. years wise. After at this point, playing video games, not only just playing video games, but playing video games as a job for a long while. For us, it's harder to be. Like, it depends on your age group, right? Yeah. Of 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 what is old and what is not years wise because you could say seven years ago but then you start talking about the titles that came out seven years ago and you're like that's not that old is it <laughs> like, like i feel like it wasn't that old yeah no just buddy your perception of time is different now <laughs> well max i don't know if you know this but as you get older time passes mm-hmm. faster have you heard about this phenomenon stop saying it <laughs> shut up that's <laughs> i don't have grays in my beard yeah. Tune, tune in to MCU crew. We'll talk all about it tomorrow, Max. Yeah, tomorrow. Time. What time is that at? 1 p.m. Eastern, as I said. Yeah. Nice. That's when that Very nice. Down. And that's a show about Marvel? 
And also Ghost? time. Yeah, we also talk a lot about time and oh. how it passes faster as you get older. Right. At least okay. once a week. Cool. Yeah. I and others should tune into that. You should. That's a little inside joke for people on this show. Uh, hey, let's. I didn't play any of this because I was traveling uh, that weekend. Zeke, I don't know if you did. Max, I know you did because this is right up your your cruise alley. How's that? Uh, how, how's that Dark Tide game? Was that good? Fun. It was just a beta, so it was like a short little like snap, little snippet of of, of what it was. Snap it. Um, so there wasn't like it's a little snap it, little snap it of uh, it's a technical game, snappy. Yeah, no, I, if you're interested in you know that universe and and that that play style even if you're not interested in a universe like just that cooperative fps you know greedy kind of getting in there and just shooting shit and it's good i enjoyed it um however it was just like a small little beta it's a little snapping so was it it like how much content was does it how the hell did i get for i it depends so as a streamer for that beta there it wasn't the full game and we just we'll snap it like i said it's only like a couple missions uh, or levels, like maybe three, four at most. Um, and each one maybe lasts for like 15 to 20 minutes-ish. Um, okay. So four there's a lot of grind. But however, there's a lot of content there if you want to grind those levels over and over and play them at higher difficulty and get more uh, better weapons, more better weapons. I'm good at English. Nice. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to interject here. I was trying to find footage of it. What language did I find your... Where am I? I don't know. What is? Huh? I googled "gassy Mexican dark tide," and it led Pem me to here. Om schema vidor. <laughs> it's Swedish. Yeah, uh, it's not even like I, I would. I would go like maybe Spanish, but <laughs> Swedish. No. <laughs> yeah. Like how the hell did I? Get bored in penumeration. <laughs> Someone just someone's watching for Sweden right now. Oh shit! I should subscribe to this guy. Just <laughs> uh, Up streamer. I don't even know. How, yes, like Swedish Weird. I don't. I've never had that happen before. Sorry, that's that's a strange thing. Yeah. It's all right. Anyways, uh, here's some footage of it. Dark Tide is cool. I'm excited for future betas when they show more content and stuff. Um, I enjoyed it. If you enjoy that, the previous series and things that Fat Shark has put out. Um, yeah, more of that more gun heavy, obviously. Um, oh, there you go. You found it. Look at that. Game's yeah. gorgeous, too, by the way. The environments and stuff, especially for people who are super nerdy on the uh, you know, the, the 40k, um, stuff. the 40k, uh, well, that too, but but the 40K, oh, oh. like lore, uh, and stuff being able to like walk through a lot of these environments, um, of like the mega cities and and whatnot. I think I'm using the correct term. I played with Burke, right? Who is a, a, a massive, massive nerd in that regard, so. I, my favorite thing in pastime when we do these games is to get him to start ranting about whatever. Like, what's your favorite faction in this? What's the one thing that you you maybe doesn't you don't like that that other people really do like? And then it was like, well, let's see the it's the goddamn and it'll say X thing. Like everybody <laughs> likes him, but it's it's stupid because because it doesn't make any freaking sense. And then it'll just keep ranting and ranting in Burke's style and fashion. Yeah. And then I just use that as a time to even use the, the bathroom. Right. That happened several times this stream where I, I prompt him for a response. So that way there's less dead air while I get up and, 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 and go use the bathroom. Smart. It's very fun. But it's also really interesting to hear, uh, you know, somebody who knows a lot of the lore 
Um, and he's on like a base level, I feel like, as far as 40K people go with Lore, because that shit just goes deep. Yeah. But it's interesting. As somebody that doesn't know it, to, to be running through these environments and him explaining, you know, uh, this, is, this is this and such. We're in the, the mega super cities and all this stuff. And right now, the, you know, these are the, I can't even remember the, the, the term. The high Chaos, right? Oh, the chaos. Infection, yeah. like the chaos, whatever, yeah. It's like these people are, are either they, 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 they ask chaos to help them out and uh you know give them power and that that varies right sometimes it's just like all right here's a base level uh you fight for us now but you're basically just meat fodder and other times you have bigger guys you know some people get screwed over other people get what they want um but from the human side you know they're they're like we got to get in there and sometimes just nuke an entire area because it's better to do that than give the enemy side more people. <laughs> this is a very rudimentary. No, I'm, I'm learning. He went, he went way more into, into depth. And oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Like I said, Warhammer is, is so um, it's dense, chock full of lore. Yeah. So, yeah. The game, I, you, you played a lot of Vermintide. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's just a 40K skinned Vermintide or is that too reductive? I would say it's a little too reductive. This one, like I said, the actual way the game is focused is a lot more gunplay. The gunplay feels good in this, whereas I would say in Vermintide, there's less of that. Um, there's still a lot of melee-centered focused stuff, but you can see like pretty much everybody has a gun, and uh, yeah. it's important to note that the gunplay does feel good in this. Vermintide well, is frustrating good. a lot of times as a as an archer or as a ranger class, which is what I play usually. Um, just the, the depending on, on what your uh, settings are for the for the level that you play in Vermintide, it can be very frustrating. Um, Sometimes hit detection, sometimes ammo. Ammo is a huge one with that one. This one, it seems like they have ammo spread out pretty good. Um, do you have like a melee alternative yeah, if you run out of ammo? You do have melee. Yeah, everybody has melee oh, still. Okay. See, I just switched over to my, my, my thing you do there. But this one definitely has a, a, a higher focus on, on gunplay um, as opposed to just straight up melee all the time for most. Cool. Is that if big that dude on sense. your side or? Yeah, he's on our side. That's Burke. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that an ogre, ogre? Something. Ogre. Ogre, yeah. ogre something. I don't. There's a specific term for it. Yeah. It centers around ogre. Yeah. Ogre. 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 Are you speaking Swedish o- again? Ogrin. 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 You see Ogrin. Yeah. Yeah. And that was. Cool it, game. It was Excited just closed beta, right? It's not. Uh, closed beta. It's got um, delayed, I, don't know when I think. comes up. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, there you go. Close beta test. Okay. That's what it was. Cool. That's that. Uh, generally, I would move on to another thing, but I know you played some rabbits last night. Zeke, I don't know if you've jumped into the second rabbits. I know you were a huge fan of the first one. So I'm going to have Max talk about it. He did a sponsored stream uh, for full disclosure. How was, uh, how was the, the rabbits, Max? What'd you think? It was fun. It it's- was good. I, I really enjoyed the first game. I didn't beat the first game, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's the perfect marriage of like two different franchises and IPs coming together. Yeah. Like it works really, really. I didn't know what to expect with the first game. I was like, rabbits. I don't even know much of like the rabbits and stuff. But uh, having the silly uh, ridiculousness of the rabbits paired with um, Mario works really well. And in this one too, it's like more on like cosmic kind of scale and problem as opposed to oh yeah this is a doodle that my wife made yay that's nice. some brebro rabbit um <laughs> <Too bad. laughs> um yeah super cool for me too somebody that doesn't play a lot of like x common stuff on my own you know for for turn-based tactic 
type of games, this is the game for me to play that and get that fixed because it's a little less serious, a little little more forgiving, but still has challenge for those that want it. I like the fact too that like at the beginning of each fight you can ramp up the difficulty. So if you found the last fight to be oh really uh, that's you know, cool kind of easy yeah you can change the difficulty as, per fight if you want to does it um, uh, like that, that's really neat does the difficulty add anything to the game apart from just making it harder like do you get more resources or XP or level or anything like that I would imagine it- you get more I couldn't tell you because I you know sponsored segment number one so I was like I ain't trying to get Focus my ass then, kicked. Yeah. Uh, and even not sponsored segment I'm like these types of games I'm mainly just playing for funsies I'm not trying to like go for like a especially while I'm learning the game. Um, yeah. Yeah, super cool. I uh, I really enjoyed it. Fucking uh, Rabbids Peach there on the right doing work. She's gorgeous, number one. Uh, significantly uh-huh. better than regular Peach. Yeah. Um, I love her personality type. Even the first one, it's just like that influencer. She's an influencer, sort of. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she says like all these little off-the-cuff like one-liners and stuff. Like she'll heal somebody and say like, Super healing vibes, <laughs> some dumb shit like that. <laughs> sure, that's about what you it. Expect. Not everybody will be, but I, I like it because it's very self-aware. Yeah, I know. In the first one, you couldn't free move. That's like one of their big things for this. You can one free is, move. Is you can just do whatever. You can walk that's around. The first thing that I that's yeah. the first thing I noticed when I played. I expected it to be just like rigid, more tactical, or uh, you know, turn-based movement, like uh, XCOM or the first game. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, you can move around. <laughs> It works really well too. There's it's it's a great system because you're still limited by the the movement range that you can go in, but they have some cool stuff you can do where you can you saw me as a princess rabbit peach or whatever do that dash attack. That dash attack is something you can do within the free movement and doesn't cost any action points. Just free damage. So you can do that as like a bonus kind of like free damage. It's not like super powerful, but it can be very very beneficial. Yeah. Um. And then also, I don't think it was in the first one. Maybe it was, but. Uh, there's a team jump mechanic uh, where if you have, say, Mario and, and Rabbit Peach together in close proximity, they have a team jump thing that they can do mm. where it boosts up one of them, whoever you choose, to like kind of go up on this like little propeller thingy and like float down like little Mary Poppins within a, a range. And that's an upgraded ability too. You can upgrade that so that you can float longer and further. So nice. that's another aspect too of, of like movement tactically uh, to get a little extra better positioning and whatever. Yeah. How's the story about the same, you know, same presentation, all that stuff. Um, see, I'd have to remember back to the way it was in, in the first one. This one I think is a little bit more heavier on the, the, the balance of like free adventure walking around in this environment. Like this is a whole area that I can move around in and explore different stuff throughout it. And then there's battles within it. I don't remember if that was how it was before. I want to say it was more rigid with the first one. Am I wrong? Do you remember? Maybe I didn't. I didn't play chat. much of the first one. I know Zeke loved it. It was on. I want to say it was on like one of your game of the year list, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was on my. It was on my top ten. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was. It was more fun than I thought. I than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little bit. Same. A little bit too goofy. A little bit too Mario. But it, like the strategy was there. Like there was a good amount of strategy in there, and uh, uh, I. I. It was the action. Like uh, getting to the action was was. Uh, fairly quick you know not a lot of time yeah. in the in the middle there with you know fluff or or flavor text or whatever yeah i think i, I think like it, people yeah. are saying I, I thought the first one was more like on rails so yeah con- confirm that this one brings in a little bit more elements of like mario free roam 
and then having, you know, those battles spread out throughout the world that you're exploring. Yeah. So it's not as like completely open-ended as like, say like a Mario Odyssey or something like that. But you can see I'm like exploring an area. There's like little bits and stuff for me to discover. Um, so they, they frame it that way. You like, you get to this planet that I'm on planet. It's like a floating rock in space. Um, and then here's problem with this area. The darkness they called it is corrupted. This area, you got to figure out how to save this area and, and remove that threat. So I have to go around within this now level that I have this world yeah. uh, and free roam around to these, talk to the different people and, and do this different thing. And, and scattered throughout that are uh, battles and encounters. Cool. So what I just said I liked about the first one they removed. <laughs> They're gonna make me dislike the second one more. <laughs> I uh, review like wise, I, I don't time in between battles was short. We lengthen it. Damn it. Yeah, I don't know well, uh, how much you factor in like reviews, but I think this one reviewed a lot better, Zeke. In terms, yeah, of you just can like still just railroad straight to your. You see on the the top left there that mini map. Yeah, that shows you your like main quest thing. So you could just beeline it there. Everything else, okay. you know, you don't necessarily need to do the other stuff. Oh, good. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can just, you makes, just go straight to battle to battle to battle. It doesn't take that long. Okay. Yeah. Because that was the, I watched uh, another streamer do a sponsored stream of this. And I was confused because, like, Max was doing stuff that he didn't do because he just mainlined it. Like, he was fighting the boss within, like, 20 minutes, whereas you, like, walked around and actually mm. did stuff in the little town or whatever the the world the greater world uh, the benefit to to doing the stuff that um that i'm doing here i guess would be one obviously just for the story aspect of it and exploring the world yeah um, but also as you're doing that you know this is like a little chest that i found in the bottom of one of the houses uh of somebody here like my grandfather had some stuff in the basement you can have it if you want and i just got some like currency basically that can help like supercharge some of my my guys yeah or you get currency within the world to go to the shop and get like a mushroom that heals you in battle or, you know, an explosive device or just little things that augment the, the gameplay a little bit. So there's some flavor and, and, and options if you want to do it. So you do get rewarded for your time for it, but do you need that stuff to win the battles? No. Will it make it a little bit easier? Probably, you know, yeah. if you're struggling. I will say the, and I don't know if it was uh, the difficulty that they were playing on, but that first boss was just obliterated them. The the when you first get the like cloud looking dude uh, in your party, yeah, yeah, I, I, got, got, I got they got like on one, one shot. <laughs> if you if you skip forward a little bit too, you'll probably find it. Yeah, it's like the claw something. I can't remember his name, but he destroyed me. Yeah, just a little bit after this. Yeah, yeah, this dude is. right here. This dude just absolutely destroyed uh, the entire. Yeah, this is party. me trying. I think Mario's down. The cloud looking dude is down. It's just rabid peach, and I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> every time you attack him too it aggros him to you yeah so yeah you see i got him like kind of down and i'm just trying to dump as much damage as i can while while moving in this fight too they're coming through like darkness portals like yeah these, they like, corrupted ads portals. show up so the longer the fight goes on ads show up more all around you so if you're the last person alive you're uh you're screwed <laughs> yeah it's uh it's tough nice this one's tough uh last yeah. question i have how's it run um like what's the performance like pretty good from from what i've seen i mean yeah it's not anything like amazing graphic wise um but it's fine enough for for this style of game for me you know what i mean i this, i don't expect anything like to be really crazy uh performance or graphics wise for a, a mario rabbits game it's running on a switch and it's a nintendo game which they don't tend to push the envelope very much with that well, kind of can. stuff anyways yeah they just yeah. can't because the hardware um yeah 
it's fine. I didn't really notice a whole lot of um, performance I, issues. Yeah, if I end up playing this, I'll probably play it on the, the Switch 2, Wink. That's how I'll check it out. Mm. You know, yeah. we'll see. Look at this guy. I got him down so low. Did you not kill him? No, I didn't. I died shortly. This is me trying to say, like, can I, can I res the person? No? Okay. Um, let's just do damage. Uh, there's enemies all around me that just eventually... You're in a bad way. In a bad way, it wasn't good. Zeke, wasn't you gonna good. grab One this game though? What's that? You gonna uh, grab it eventually? Yeah. yeah, I will eventually. Is this something you'd stream, or are you you gonna keep it to you? Keep it to your own. You know, I don't know. I I, I probably won't stream it. Yeah. Um, I hate streaming Switch games. I really yeah. do. What? <laughs> I do like I I I don't mind playing Switch on the Switch screen, the small screen, but like yeah, capturing it is just like it feels like a step backwards. Uh, <laughs> it feels like <laughs> because the hardware, just the, the, the it just Switch looks hardware, rough. Is just, yeah, yeah, it's just I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand it. Uh, Zeke, any anything you want to bring up here? What uh, what have you been playing the past two weeks? I've been playing, uh, well, I guess we could start with, with a game that I've been playing a shitload of, but I don't, I think I streamed it a lot, but I, I, uh, cause I'm trying to get all the achievements at Brotato, which is a, an auto shooter to use the new newly coined phrase that we oh. came up with. Um, I played a lot of that. Uh, it's just, it's a good, like, uh, idle or not idle, but it's a good, uh, uh, you know, play, play around, see if you get to the end kind of a game. Um, what's it called Bro-tato? it doesn't take too long yeah brotato just like it's yeah. just like it sounds gotcha um so brotato as you might as you might assume you play as an egg or what looks like an egg it doesn't look like a potato it looks like a fucking egg um but uh yeah it's just an, it's an auto shooter so you don't have to you don't have to aim uh you just like it's just like vampire survivors you just just you know directional buttons uh, you get power ups after every round, um, or you get a t- you get an opportunity to either collect them during the round. Yeah. In crates, you level up to you know level up your skill just like this, and then uh, you go to the sh- you can reroll, go to the shop. Um, all those stats on the right hand side, you can focus on your build. Uh, if you're doing like a uh, you know a crit build, a damage build, a you know elemental build, whatever. There's lo- all kinds of different stuff. Lots of different characters and and weapons to unlock. Um, there's looks like there's 55 achievements and I'm at 53, uh, and I'm stuck on the last one. The the it's the one of the like the achievements are like difficulty levels. There's five or excuse me six different difficulty levels starting at zero. So it's zero, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And I'm stuck at five trying to trying to get a build that and a character that works. Each each character that you uh, start with. That you can pick from that you unlock throughout the game has different stats, different like uh, pluses and minuses a lot of times, um, and they're really cool. Like, uh, not it, they're not just like this character has more speed, this character has more you know damage. Yeah, it's this character has one arm, so you only get equipped one weapon. Whereas as a normal character, you can equip six, but they also have uh, you know they get more experience or something like that. So it's it's a it's a nice like. Uh, way they have varied the different builds you can do, and uh, 
all the, there's a, many many different varied weapons as well um like i was uh I, one of my first uh, like characters that you get is like is a mage right and it says starts with this and this but it has you know minus uh 100 melee minus 100 range i'm like how the fuck can you like even damage anything if you don't if you don't have any like ranged or melee damage but he starts off with a weapon that burns and burning damage is elemental damage so it's completely different type of damage your wand itself is doing one but the effect is doing a lot more so like it's like that it's it's you know lots of different ways to to make your builds and stuff and the waves like you go through 20 waves uh to beat like you get to the boss and that's 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 a, an entire run is 20 waves yeah and i think they start off at like 15 or 20 seconds and then the last wave is like i want to say 75 maybe jeez 75 or 90 seconds or something like that so it's not really like it's you know about a half an hour give or take for a run um and uh it's it's straightforward and simple enough that you can uh that you can grasp it right away but like it's kind of like isaac in that okay this this build or this item will go with this item because and and most of the items have a plus and a minus see that like the snail the second one to the right has minus 10 enemy speed but also minus five percent your own speed so you're like okay you gotta weigh the options because most of them are like that a plus and a minus so but it's it's been a lot of fun it's a fun little time waster music i will say is fucking phenomenal in it um it's it's they're they're bops very yeah, uh that's good you know driving bassy uh edm music um cool so it's it's fun to play and fun to listen to nothing really like super revolutionary it's just they everything that's in it is done really well yeah it's an auto battler yep. <laughs> looks like meat boy graphics as well like style wise yeah, yeah a little bit it looks like it's taking some inspiration from that yeah yeah very flash game yeah <laughs> kind of yeah that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. uh what else sorry i've got like four pets have just no all good uh um i mean i have like a a slew of indie games um that i've been playing uh oh oh, oh i guess um we could i i could talk about uh i played through metal gear solid for the very first time like yeah i saw a little bit of you playing doing through that. it Wait, and, what? and getting it to the end getting to the end yeah. of metal gear solid because um as people would ask like you never finished metal gear solid like no wait the or very first it? one yes i did play mm -hmm. it I played Twin Snakes on the GameCube, but I did not beat it. I got to what Psycho Mantis, the and then I had to leave my friend's house because it wasn't my game or system. I was playing it at his place. Well, and also Psycho Mantis. How you was can't it? Beat Psycho Mantis. I mean, he's, he takes yeah. the memory card. Psycho Mantis. Yeah. Um, In your control. Okay. Turn the game off. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that I experienced, like, the entire story and all of the all of its ups and downs and and all the jank controls and blah 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 i'm i'm glad i experienced it as an adult um and i didn't i i don't look back on it with like rose colored glasses because it's got a lot of old on it and it's oh yeah it's it's rough sometimes it really is rough sometimes you didn't even play the remaster um, you, you're playing like the original oh yeah I played the original baby Metal yeah. Gear. Oh, so it's it's green, but it's, it's the greatest, greatest hit. Yeah, on on two discs. And here's the reason why: 
Uh, it was for a hundred months of appreciation stream, and I got it. Uh, the PC port on GOG. Oh. Now, the thing with that was that I got I got to the fucking Psycho Manus fight, and it made it it drove me insane because I know the trick. Um, of you know, the old trick was take your control out of port one and put it in port two, so Psycho Manus can't read your controls. Yeah. The way they did it on the PC port is instead of using the controller, use the keyboard. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me with this? Like, I can't control this fucking game with a keyboard now. <laughs> uh, it's not and I that looked hard. At the, like the keyboard layout that they had. Is it and not it was, WASD? You know, fucking old style insanity, like layout for their keys. So I was like, fuck this. And uh, I did. I just want, I wanted to check it out. Like I said, I'm going to play this again. Yeah, I'm good because I got two. I got past the Psycho Manus fight eventually, and it was like the end of the stream. So I was like, you know what? I want to play this again. But you know what? I do want to play it on the original hardware. So I got a PS One, um, or I had a PS One from a previous game, and so I bought the the greatest hits copy and I played it, and it was it was really good. A lot of nostalgia, especially when you kick on that. That uh, that sound that PS One's out. Of, oh yeah. yeah, you know. Every time I did that, people were like, "Ah, yay, chills." Um, and uh, not only that, but um, the the fucking script and the the in this game, the the dialogue, oh, the incredible. convoluted weirdo fucking story. It's incredible. That just oh, it's. It is <laughs> like Ready Player One. You know that? Like I've read like I haven't read the book, but I've read like excerpts of pages of Ready Player One. It's kind of like that. Yeah. With a Japanese like uh uh tint on it. You know? It's so like ridiculous and funny and unintentionally funny. It's why and just... Kojima is beloved, man. That dialogue's pristine. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, like, this is something that came up during the playing of that game, was I think that there is a, like, for a lot of people, uh, there's a fine line between genius and total asshole. And yeah, I I still fall on the side of total asshole for Kojima. Like, really? It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, uh... <laughs> It's it's there's a, a lot of pretentiousness you, when you there. when you use and asshole there it's more pretentiousness is what you're trying yeah, to say. yeah pretentious yeah, yeah, yeah. dude like yeah, like yeah. sniff his own farts kind of thing that's that's always where, that's where exactly I land exactly the analogy exactly. I use thank you gas yes. yeah. I was gonna say yeah, like I actually We're, said like I picture him page. just going yeah well so deep you guys can't possibly understand it in a lot of ways i feel like kojima is enabled by his fan base to be like that 100 percent. yeah which is why i'm totally for it because like i'm I'm like great do your thing kojima like why not it's not even necessarily his fault yeah that's what i'm saying to your point like it's he's been so enabled and praised by just loyalist kojima fan people in general where it's just, of course he would have this inflated sense of ego and his ability to create a story and it's just all these interweavings. You just don't get it. For people that don't get it, I'm sorry. It's, I'm not sorry you don't get it. He just watches game. a lot of action movies <laughs> and he put it into games, and I think that's well, fucking no, great. It's Well, the thing is, it's, it's uh, 
um, like talking to a like an eight, eight or nine year old kid was like, and then and then the helicopter came in, and then exactly, and then octopus yeah. man came in, and he which did is this, great, and then and then this other guy came in, and he could control your mind. You don't even know he can control your mind. And then Which this other I man, this really hot lady came in and she started shooting because she's really good with guns. You know, like, <laughs> like, and then this guy from a Western movie that I saw once, he came in and he started shooting revolver bullets at you. What's his name? What's his Very name? What's his name? What would you name him? How would you, what would you give him his name? What's his name? Oh, oh I'm going to call him revolver. What was that animal we saw at the zoo? Ocelot. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. That's his name. Revolver Ocelot. God. Which is in the, all that. I love all that. I love the, the, the like yeah. I, I look at it as like silliness, but there's some people that are just like, it's, he's so smart. It's so, yeah. he's such an auteur. Mm-hmm. It's like, motherfucker, this guy like fell in love blast. with dumb action movies and turned it into a game. That's great. I'm on board I had with a the blast with it the whole yeah. way through. Yeah. And it's just, it's just the question of like, do you i mean can you see it for what it is it's like you know ready player one if you think that's a well-written piece of storytelling <laughs> like it, you're not someone i probably want to hang out with but if you can enjoy it knowing all of that that's fine that's yeah. exactly what yeah. happened with this like i loved it all the way through because i was looking forward to the next time when like uh, uh a serious moment like so you killed your father? Yup, was the response. Why you pee? Yup. Yeah. Yeah. That's the moments I love and have live you, for. Have you I played? I cannot wait. I'm actually buying, uh, I'm uh, getting Metal Gear Solid 2 shipped to me right now. So you've never played M- MGS 2? Because MGS 2 is actually where it starts to get, like MGS 1 was pretty tame. Metal Gear Solid 2 is like officially batshit and some of the stuff that it like, I'm actually impressed you haven't played that. I'm I'm kind of excited for you to talk about it because MGS2 is, I think, where he, re- like, Kojima realized <clears throat> the type of bullshit that people enjoyed, and he, like, quadruples down on it in so many different That's ways. so good. Film. I can't wait. Or, I, I said film. Maybe go back and, and play these because I never actually played through all of them either. Uh, I've played, like, maybe a little bit. Yeah, some I don't even remember when, but yeah, they're as I've, I've never played them. Full they're way weird, through man. Any of the games, I mean, yeah. they're weird, but they're also just like incredibly fun and incredibly. Uh, it would probably hyperbolic. be fun to, to yeah, to experience it with all the people that are super fanboys, uh, you know, in general uh, of the game. Um, I I will say they're tough to stream. I watched uh, S Fan uh, recently played through all of them, and they were incredibly difficult to stream because. They have a rabid speedrunning fan base on Twitch. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I'll tell all those people to go fuck themselves. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, do you gotta be careful, anyways. You gotta be careful. Um, yeah, but it would be fun, I think, for at least to a point. And then, uh, you know, if uh, it doesn't go well and people don't give a shit about me playing it, then I'll just throw it to the wayside and I'll keep yeah. moving on with my life. But uh, I mean. And Metal Gear Solid I can't commit 2. to playing all of the games, you know, if, if it's just uh, no one cares, right? Here, here's the thing. Uh, they put a vampire in Metal Gear Solid 2. All right. That, I mean, that doesn't make sense. I mean, that does make well, sense. Could a vampire me. stand up against the Hind D? The Hind D? Um, you should uh, play. I'm excited for you to play 2. 
specifically the end of two. And then if you get to four, then you're on it. Then like you've eclipsed Kojima bullshit and you're like accepting it and you're on like the next level of Kojima bullshit. Because four is also just like, all right, Kojima, let's wrap two hours later. All right, Kojima, let's wrap this up. Five hours. Kojima, wrap it up. The cutscenes too, right? <laughs> that yeah, is it's exactly like, uh, what I was going to next. I was yeah. going to talk about that because that's another reason why I'm glad I played this like the first all the way through time um, as an adult because I have been around. I know about Metal Gear Solid. I've watched like you know speedruns of it. I watched you know like you know I'm aware of how it works. If yeah. I bought this game as a kid, I would probably be quite upset about how many like how many hours were in cutscenes and then just talking just yeah. like back and forth over comms i would not like that i wanted an, an actiony you know yeah espionage sneaking around choking dudes out game yeah and i would that's not what you get like it's it's mm-hmm. like like the twitch cut it's about 70 30 yeah 50 50 depending <laughs> yeah. on the game yeah there's a in four you're literally walking through a hallway for about an hour I think if I, if I recall that correctly and like, Dude, it's I very dramatic. It's a part of the experience. And like, it's, it's really silly. It's, but it's silly in like the fun way. Like it. See, yeah. the thing is Kojima is brilliant in the sense that he's making you do this. But he's not making you do it. And while he's doing it, he's having you appreciate gameplay as it is normally presented to you. See, when it's removed, the player has a healthier appreciation yeah. for what Kojima gives you when he decides to let you play the game as it is normally played, right? The hallway is obviously one of the best parts of the game because of that reason. You you, you develop a healthier appreciation for the regular gameplay. You'd get that if you got Kojima, but not everybody does. Not everybody gets his genius. 100% right. The other thing that Kojima does is he goes outside the box and like so many of the things that he allows for his games to actually occur, you're just like, no other game would do that because it's so absurd and outlandish but that's why you play a Kojima game because you can sit there and fight a boss and learn, walk away and leave your PlayStation on for 24 hours and the boss will die of old age. <laughs> and when you said he thinks outside the box, he does. He quite he literally does. Up, <laughs> he also thinks inside the box. And I never found a good use for that cardboard box except to to get the the joke calls like are you in a box snake like yeah pretty great right like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but it's moments like that where everyone knows exactly that's played it because it's such a memorable thing because it's so absurd and outlandish that you know it sticks with you and i think that's why like he's so well regarded um when it comes to his games because people are playing his games looking for that experience the fortunate thing is with Death Stranding, everyone remembers you just walked. <laughs> That's what you or or you had some like really absurd, fucking crazy, stupid long path that took you like ten hours to build, and then the it just speeds is, everything that was, up. That was my first real taste of Kojima. Like I had that played kind of a, a couple hours a here, one. couple hours there of different Kojima games. Yeah, and I thought I was like, okay, I got, I think I got a handle on this. If I had played Metal Gear Solid, the original Metal Gear Solid like this, this game right here, if I had played that before playing Death Stranding, man, I bet I would have had a ton more fun. You would be more accepting of its bullshit, yeah. 
yeah, going going in with like you know knowing that it's just gonna be fart smelling like all the way down. Like, yeah. Every single thing, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of either walking stairwells or you know just just periods of time where you're not doing anything in particular that's fun or game like. Yeah. If I could have, if I knew that to prepare for that, I probably would have had a way better time. Probably. Yeah. I I think in general with not just something like these games, but any any sort of old IP or stuff that nostalgic uh, franchises that I missed, I actually really enjoy the fact that I can play them as an adult because I know, like what you said before, you have a healthier appreciation for them now that you know how these games work and all this stuff. You know a little bit about them and you're able to. Yeah. judge them with your adult eyes and experiences so you have a healthier appreciation for what it was whereas young you probably like you said would have gotten really frustrated and been like this game sucks yeah. so i like I probably that. No, that, that's not even limited that's limited to any creative thing at all whether it be movies tv shows or anything like if you're able to go back and watch it or better you're able to watch something for the first time like i've been watching not recently but deep space nine we were doing our watch parties of that and i did not watch that when i was younger as an adult now i'm like the show is awesome and i'm so glad i'm watching it now as an adult because uh i missed that when i was when i was a kid and i wouldn't have appreciated all the stuff that was happening yeah you're right one of my my favorite uh every time death stranding gets brought up i played it but i didn't have this type of uh appreciation for it and having read this or or heard it uh described to me this way i have a much deeper appreciation for that game slight spoilers but not really uh someone described death stranding as Margaret Qualley just told me that she was carrying her conjoined twin's body, but it turned into a ghost after a terrorist attack, and I had to cut the ghost umbilical gourd with magic handcuffs. In the next cutscene, a baby peed on Guillermo del Toro. Somewhere in the middle of this, I had to put Margaret Qualley in a body bag, escape a demonic octopus dog, hop on a motorcycle from Norman Reedus's AMC show, and drive her, icy, drive her over icy mountains while she tells me stories from when she was in the womb. That all happened in that yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like verbatim. And it's fucking batshit. <laughs> it's how you save wanna... America, JP. Right. Dummy. That's how you save America, by the way, is by doing all that. I don't want to be too egotistical or self-centered now, but like it sounds like my re like my my uh my experience with cats, the cats movie. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it sounds a little it's bit on that like, same level, like man. that. Like now, Judy Dench is here. She can save the moon. Nope, she's not. Fuck everything, Angelical, Blah blah blah. Like holy god, yeah, nothing makes sense. I never and, saw and that movie. No matter. I we didn't. We've talked about it as well on the show, but I've never seen it as well. I wonder if that's on Watch Party because that might be a fun one. Yeah. Also, the main character's name is Sam Porter Bridges, and he connects people. Yeah, yeah. Sam, did you get it though? <laughs> Sam Porter Bridges. It was right in front of us the whole time. But what about what's hey, I, I get Porter and Bridges, me. but Sam? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Sam. I don't know. There's probably some deeper meaning that you're we're missing. Probably is. How about uh Die Hardman? Uh, you like that guy? Yeah. I like Hartman. Yeah, he was cool. Mm-hmm. They had some interesting characters. They were just also stupid. Also, it was Uncle Sam, I think is why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, America. Okay, there we go. Because America. Wasn't his mom the president? Sam Porter Bruce. Or he was working for the president. Yeah. I for, I forget it's been so long. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll save my commentary on uh, like Samwise because walking. <laughs> there you go. That also might be it. You never know. <laughs> that would copy. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about 
to and and Shroud is also playing right now, so we could talk about it on the sixth when it comes to Gotham Knights, because uh, that's been a interesting game to saw you play a little bit play of that, on yeah. Twitch for the reasons that like it's the it's the game to shit on. <laughs> it's the shit on this game for the week uh, type deal. Is it? Yeah, hmm. uh, and it, it to uh, you know be fully uh, honest about it. It does have things to uh, shit on appropriately um yeah but specifically what I'm uh well i i i mean i run a, a 40 90 and it's pushing 70 <clears throat> fps in the open world really yeah it's not it's not that well optimized uh wow. in, in the open world so that's got some issues and it, it maybe i won't check it out anytime soon i was considering maybe checking it out but yeah i just heard a lot of people gave it a met out of yawn like yeah, that's like I think I think if, if you seeing. don't have a uh, an affinity or a, an interest in the characters in the world, uh, with like a pre understanding of, you know, the Batman Rogues Gallery and that type of stuff, uh, then it's definitely mm. a skip because it's not doing anything new. But I'm playing it because like fucking Clayface is in that game and that's dope as shit because Clayface is an incredible villain that is not represented in like games at all. The fact that he's in that game, I'm like trying to get to him. Uh, that, that's playing my auto clicker, right? Or what's going on right now? Somebody's clicking a, a mouse a whole bunch. Probably me. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing I, that? I just clicked the mouse. I just clicked the mouse. What is that? What is that? Nervous dick right. click. That's what they call it. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Clayface. This a lot. is what I do now. I know. I know you got the egg. Just, you didn't get. No, you didn't get a, a thousand bits though. So you can't do that. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'll, we'll talk about that on the sixth because I know Shroud has uh, been playing as well. So we'll have a discussion about that. What else? Uh, I got back into Overwatch, y'all. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Yeah, talk too. Talk about that. How are you enjoying uh, Overwatch? to talk 1. about it. Fucking game sucks. It's the same game, right? <laughs> it is the same game, right? It's the same game. No, right? it's it not. Is. It has to be. It's it's not the same game. On on the surface level, it? it is the exact same game. When you get into it, it's absolutely it's not the, the same, same game. game. However, it's the same game. You know what I'm saying? Good. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It uh <sighs> been playing with sips completely off stream. But it's pretty funny, uh, our voice comms. Because we don't really talk to each other. We just kind of talk at each other. And both of us About are just happening. like, yeah. this game's so bullshit, man. Why the fuck are we playing this? Just, just back and forth about how bullshit it is and how stupid X character is. And <coughs> that's all. Uh, I would play it with, like, play it with friends, friends for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would play it if you were, well, you know what? I don't know if I would play with you because you probably roll with people that are very serious about it. And I would not, not me like and that. Sips is, no, not, not necessarily. We could totally play. Okay. Well, I would play with you if, if there was an understanding that I'm going to be terrible trash and I'm going to probably just be goofing the whole time because there's no way that I'm going to actually be like really competitive or good because all the yeah, players, because it's the same game. Everybody that was good at, at, you know, Overwatch is still good at Overwatch, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um. And that player base is still trans translated over to. Uh, well, new, it's also worse too game. because it's free to play. All of the like uh, Valorant people have swapped over, and they're generally like uh -huh. pretty fucking bad at the game. Uh, because they're like 
while they both are FPSs, the skills don't translate. Like Valorant's very much right. a like camp a corner mm. type game, whereas Overwatch is constantly moving, constantly shoot type deal. Um, mm. But you get the people like the common line that you see is, bro, I just started playing this game three days ago and I'm already at your skill level. You need to stay humbled. <laughs> like I've gotten that exact line multiple times from just random people yeah. because I told them like, Swap characters, you fucking suck on Junkrat or something like that, right? That's what they tell me. So it's they're they're matching my aggressiveness, right? It's not just a, mm-hmm. a out of nowhere commentary with that, but that right. that's where you're. That's where the trash talk is in that world. You get you get toxic on that game. How toxic do you get? Uh, I'll tell you this. <laughs> Wait, in in Overwatch or Valorant? I'd say I get about both. the same in both. I, I get. I was I was a uh, communications um, uh, disabled in Valorant two weeks two weeks ago. I don't know for what, but I think it's uh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> There's a four letter word that Australians love to use, and apparently Valorant doesn't right. like that. Uh, so I think I got reported gotcha. for that because I called someone <laughs> while playing, that's, and Valorant was like, "You're banned for three days." Uh, mate. Yeah, it's mate. Yeah, 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 they don't like okay. calling people. It's mate. Mate. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm about the same, Max. In general, <clears throat> I'll, I'll go back and forth with with folks. It's After watching you play a little bit of Valorant too, I was like, oh man, that, that could be fun. And I was like, no, no, don't do it. It's don't fun until it. it's not. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fun oh. until it's not. Um, mm. so that's where I'm at. So got that knife that talks to you? No, I oh. In the world of of knives, I spent fifty dollars and got a knife max that is a collaboration with the musical artist Zed, and it plays a song that he put into the game. Wow! Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I walk around. What an age out. we live in for video games, eh? <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. My Zed. knife and my ge- FPS game plays a song from musical artist Zed, who made a game a song for the game. <laughs> He did like a full collaboration. He's got a, he's got a full, I just got the, uh, I spent 20 bucks and got a, a rifle that does, plays the same song so that I could be on a different gun and also hear the same song. Oh, these are in-game mm. items. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't buy a knife oh, okay. that like, it's not like an Ocarina thing. I thought it flipped well, like, like a greeting card when it flips open, it plays the fucking song or something. Yeah. How much money do you think I could get if I collab with them and then we got a knife that says I can smell you in the Morgan Freeman voice? Well, first off, they'd have to collaborate. And I get a cut. Yeah, I'd have to talk to them. Valor makes a lot of money off their their skins. Like a lot, a lot of money. A lot. I mean, they charge $50 for a knife. And it's a skin. And it does nothing but look and or make noise. Crazy. But people love showing off that special stuff. And then even they when do. I was watching you, 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 you people ask you, like, yo, can I get a drop? Like, because they want to check out your yeah, gun. Yo, yo, you yo, have uh, your special gun. Yo, give me, give, me, give me a drop. I want that drop. Why do you want that drop? Uh, it's, got a, it's an aquarium. It's got, it's got fish in the gun. Yeah, but you need to focus on the people you're shooting. No, no, give me your fucking I drop. Can I got that of- drop. <laughs> can you drop it real quick? I want to see it. It looks cool. It's just nonstop. Just do oh, it, yeah. stupid. It's nonstop. <laughs> God damn, that is so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't My, watch mine doesn't sound that Mine just sounds fuck. really high pitched. It's it doesn't sound yeah. like Max. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. changing the way I talk while I'm doing it. It's probably yeah, I'm not. differently too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyways, I'll turn that off. Now, when you stab somebody with a knife, do, you, do they hear the song? 
No. Oh. No one. I don't think anyone can hear the song except me. God damn it. That, I mean, that would, might be a selling point. If you like, if sick. you stab somebody, yeah. you had to get close enough to actually stab them with it. And then they could hear the song as they were dying as kind of, you know, as a thing the, the, on a knife the that just hits bag or the new dab. Yeah. It yeah. stabs people and it just hits them with a, with a, a big punchy kick. Like, like that just like yeah oh oh if, if we're pulling out the soundboard i changed my sensor button zeke that's no longer the high-pitched noise do you want to hear what it is sure it's just me screaming it just cuts in anything yeah that's me playing some game getting mad at people Anyways. I just realized now I can change the tone of the sensor because, of course, you can. I haven't messed with it at all. Yeah, you like can add all button. that shit. Yeah. Zeke, are you still want to go XLR? The cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do indeed. Yes. yes. Okay. Any any uh, inclination to to change it or no? You send your ways for now until no, it gives no, you a no. reason not to. There's uh, there's not yeah there's no reason for me to 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 money up my my stuff yet because like i don't need that's it's too much gun for me don't need it sure won't use it like yeah. all the bells and whistles and stuff um i might uh later on if i uh me and a buddy or a couple of buddies are trying to do they invited me to do their like podcast and stuff but yeah. he just had a baby so that's kind of on hold but got it. we might you know might check it out then because yeah. it's, it's a great podcaster one because it has like four inputs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it services that uh, industry well in that regard. Anyways, mm. you guys want to wrap up the show? I don't Good know. Show. Do you yeah. want to wrap up show? I, if you want. Time. If you want to. I mean, I got I, I got a sponsored stream in like a minute, so we should probably wrap it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that was okay. a pretty okay. good show. Yeah. You know, nice if, I had to rate, if I had to rate our show, I'd say it was about a 8.4, 8.5. Not bad. Yeah. I'll take that rating. We had, you know, we had some informational stuff there with Mike. We got a nice inside joke with the Hawk goof. Like that's a thing that'll probably live on past yeah. this. Mm -hmm. Talk some games. It's good. I'd say, I'd say for the first like hundred minutes of the show, it was like 70, seven out of 10. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, anything over that was yeah, five out of 10. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, I'm down. I'm really. I'm downloading Magic the Gathering Arena again. I'll. I'll let you know next week how my mental health. Have is you going. now? I do have. To, it's not because a sponsored stream was just to have to start uh, right now. But have you downloaded yeah. Marvel Snap yet? No, I have not. You might. Mm -hmm. It's. It's on Steam now. You might. Uh, it's on Steam now, huh? Yeah, you can download it on Steam. Also on mobile. Well, hey, that just. Stuff. That just sounds like uh, they made it easier for people to play a potentially quality game. That's true. I don't know. So it's not a proprietary launcher then? No. No. no, no. Wow. That's neat. Maybe I will download it. Let me go ahead and is it free? that one off the box. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Do you have a, do you nice. have a, uh, a tracking link that I can use there, JP? I believe uh, I do, actually. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you better. <laughs> are you officially sponsored now? Have oh, you disclosed shit. that? Because you should disclose that if you are. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot we didn't even talk about Scorn. Nice. But I, oh I, god, I heard that game was Coe bad. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll wait talk for about it next week or whatever when it comes back. Yeah, because I wanna, I wanna talk. It to I heard it was bad. 
Is that true? It's, I heard that too. It's a whole thing. It's or not lots bad of puzzles, in and of itself. Okay. It's just a lot of common misconceptions before going into the game made people disappointed, and a lot of they did make some very very bad mistakes. Okay. In the game, did you play? I, uh, I talk about. Did you play a Plague Tale? See. Nope. Okay. I'm not yet. I I watched a full playthrough of that. I don't know what the fuck happened at the end of that game. Uh, <laughs> it it like kind of builds and it seems fine, looks great, runs well, blah blah blah. Hits the end of that game and the writer's just like, "Let's fuck it all up. <laughs> Let's put some <laughs> dumb shit in here." And it got real real silly. I think uh, I think Co is it the same thing it, with so. uh is it the same thing with um what was it? The recent second iteration of the zombie game parkour Dying Light 2? That one. They fucked that end up. Too. I mean, the ending of that was pretty bad. I don't know if no, it was terrible. It wasn't pretty bad. It was awful. You're right about that. Uh, you should have just taken garbage. a page out of Kojima's book and and taking a page out of Kojima's book and just fucked it up all the way through from yeah. start to finish. Oh, I, there we go. Yeah. yeah, I'm on. I'm on board. Mm -hmm. Real bad. All right, let's do some shoutouts. I don't know if these are set up properly. <clears throat> Zeke. Hey, that's my name. <laughs> what's up everybody uh want to give a big thanks to uh, mike mitten and uh gassy mexican mr max for joining us today appreciate you guys coming on the show and and uh filling in for co who i think is having butt surgery but don't quote me on that i just heard yeah I he's, heard getting, he's getting implants we weren't supposed to talk about that though yeah he's getting his butt enlarged yeah. uh anyways uh <laughs> thank you jb for being my co-host of uh, uh, with a mo host every week. My name is Ezekiel the Third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore III on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and uh, Ezekiel the Third, all spelled out on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, if you want to check me out, I, I stream mostly every day except Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, tomorrow is uh, my tabletop role playing show called 100 Club that is on twitch.tv slash table story starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's a Cowboy Bebop inspired uh, scum and villainy. Uh, rule set uh, game that we're playing so a lot of fun but suddenly today for some reason it just all came together that I have enough of the uh, 100 month sub appreciation streams to do a, to do another another week of it another four days of it so yes. uh, tentatively this is how it's going to this is how it's looking uh, Monster Prom 3 co-op on Tuesday Ooh. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise on oh, wednesday God, okay hotline miami speed run attempts like i've always said like i want to start i'm going to try a speed run and hillbo baggins was like that's what i want for my 100 month i want you to follow through with that so i'm like okay Sweet. so i'm gonna i'm gonna you know learn watch videos like figure out like you know routing and all that kind of shit and we're gonna do that on uh thursday and then friday uh for for our our lovely jewels julia Oh, uh, I'm going to play Dreamlight Valley, and I have oh, no idea what it is. Boy, but I'm okay. going to love the it. game's dope. Max, I like that game. We'll talk to you all about that. We didn't. I should have brought that up. Did you get the update this game. week, Max? I or, haven't played the update yet. I'm, man, I'm gonna play. Erin is yeah. an addict. She uh, scars in there. She's no. already done everything in the game. <laughs> no. I think she has oh, like it's a Disney thing. Yeah, it's like actually Disney mm -hmm. licensed. Yeah. I think she's. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. I think Aaron's put three hundred hours into that game. It's been out. I know how you like get that. my Aladdin See? pants on. Yeah. It's been out like a month or something mm -hmm. like that. She plays the shit out of that game. Uh, game. When, when it comes to uh, your hundred monthers, is it only for ones? Is it a one stream thing? See, 
it's one stream unless I I like the game enough to go back like Metal Gear. Okay, or, or, you know, something it, yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, like I've never had a bad you know 100 month because it's it's i enjoy like you know giving something back to someone who's supported me for so long sure and it's one stream so like whatever yeah. but every once in a while like there's there's a gem that pops out i'm like man i gotta play more of that yeah you know it's rare but it does happen yeah i was i was because I've, I've been it's been uh anytime you mention it, it's like oh yeah i gotta figure that out i'm because i'm four months out or three months out or something Yep, I might just be predictable. Might be predictable and say like get the Shadowbringers or something in Final Fantasy and play that. Ooh, but yeah. I, you can't do that in the stream. I mean that that's a thirty plus hour. To yep. get, I, you stopped at Heaven's Ward, right? Yep. Did you do any of the post patch content in Heaven's Ward, or did you stop? Yeah. No, so that's it, like it, honestly, it was just it was so strange. It was just like I got to the end of the story. I max leveled. I did like one more like day of playing it, and then I just completely lost my taste for. It. I was like, I don't want. Yeah. I guess I don't want to do it anymore. You got you got like <laughs> eighty hours or so to even get eighty to oh, hundred sure. to Shadowbringers. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Max, shout outs. Oh, hold on, I gotta fix. I am upside down. Look, you're uh, upside down because Co is uh, right. He's uh, that didn't work at all. Oh Jesus Christ. Whatever, I'll do them upside down. Hi, Ooh. it's me, the upside down streamer. There we go. Um, I'm Gassy Mexican. Uh, I stream all sorts of stuff. Wouldn't you know it? Uh, I'm not getting butt surgery. I have a big old Mexican booty, so we're good there. Don't need to have that done. Best of luck to Co and his butt enlargement procedure that is hypothetically going on. Find me on all the things. I go by Gassy Mexican. Usually we stream um, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, pretty much every day. Usually Sundays are my day off, but schedule's been a little bit weird recently, so uh, it's possible I'll be streaming later tonight. That'll probably be around 8.30, 9 p.m. Central if it does happen. Keep an eye on Twitter. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always fun to, to you know, come on here and guest. It was fun talking to Mike and uh, good getting that info um, out to other people. Outside of that, I don't know. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. Bold. Bold choice. There you go. We'll be back on the 6th. Shroud's going to be joining us. No episode next week. Me and Max are going to the uh, petting zoo. We're going to watch out for those falcons mm -hmm. there. you got to be careful with them. And uh, then after that, we should just have shows every weekend. Fuck. Oh. I don't know if we're going to miss any episodes in November. I, I won't miss any episodes, I don't think. Maybe the 27th, because that's, that's Thanksgiving weekend. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about the 27th. I'm not sure if I'm going to go back, back to Montana for that or not. Yet, okay. So. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk in slack. We're out of here. I'm going to go do some uh, sponsored streams and play some Marvel Snap. It's going to be weird because I'm just going to put all the money that I get back into the game in two hours' time. Let's see if I can do it. <laughs> we'll see you guys in two weeks for another episode of Drop Frames. Max, we'll see you next weekend. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye.